The following is a special sports presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. All right, it's game day. You only got one job to do. That's win. That means you stay focused for four quarters. Know your assignments and finish on every play. Don't be looking for shortcuts. And don't even think about making excuses. Because if you want the W, you're going to have to earn it. UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Mount St. Joseph Lions College Football. This game is being brought to you by the Wishbone Tavern on Delhi Avenue. Iron Sharpens Iron. Call now at 513-383-9773. Sunday's Pub at 8582 Winton Road. Ascent Safety Solutions. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. The Mount St. Joseph University. JTAP Sports Bar at 6441 Glenway Avenue. FNN Good Chicken Tenders. Call now to order at 513-451-3000. Jake Sweeney Auto at jakesweeney.com. And La Rosa's Pizza on Rapid Run Road. Call 513-347-1111 to order now. Mount St. Joseph University Football is a presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now let's go to the field for this Lions game. From Dwight Saltzman Stadium on the campus of Bluffton University, good afternoon everyone, I'm Dave Mitchell, glad to have you along today on UltimateSportsTalk.com as we have got Mount St. Joseph College football for you today on a bright, sunshiny, just a gorgeous day for football here in Bluffton, Ohio, as the Lions coming in off of their win over Earlham last week with a record of 3-1, and 2-0 and in the Heartland Conference and in first place. Take on the Bluffton Beavers. They are one and three overall and one and one in conference play. Today, the Lions hit the road for the second straight week, but these last two weeks have been relatively short road trips. These are the two closest opponents that the Lions have in the Heartland Conference, Earlham last week and Bluffton this week. The rest of the season is going to see the Lions take road trips of probably two and a half to three hours to play their ball games. Last week we told you the Lions had an easy time with Earlham dealing the Quakers their 47th consecutive loss as they had an easy time 59 to 2 in the ball game while Bluffton fell to Hanover last week 28 to 10. In the Lions game a week ago, Chayton Tomlin finished with 24 completions on 32 pass attempts through the air for 343 yards and 5 TDs to lead the Lions offense. Matter of fact, he only played the first series of the second half, and that was it for him the rest of the day. Chase Pankey and A.J. Glines each caught six passes in the ballgame for a combined 221 yards in the ballgame and three touchdowns. Tomlin currently is leading the nation in D3 in passing yards with 1,533 and in touchdowns so far this year with 20. We talked to Chayton before the season began. He told me his goal this year was to throw for 40 touchdown passes. Well, he is well on his way to that this season. Not only is he among the tops with those types of records, but he has also passed Mount St. Joseph Hall of Famer T.J. Hilbert for most career passing yardage. He did that in last week's game. Meanwhile, Bluffton. Well, they mustered only 197 total yards on the offensive side of the ball a week ago in their 18-point loss to Hanover. Sophomore signal caller Plummy Gardner out of Perry High School in Lima, Ohio, threw 12 of 25 completions for 120 yards. 
Their senior running back, Drake Campbell, out of Edgewood, out of Trenton, had a solid day on the ground. He ran 15 times for 59 yards with a long carry of 18. Senior Thaddeus Phillips had two receptions in the ball game for 29 yards. But this is a ball game that the Lions put a star next to this one because they feel that last year in the last second loss to Bluffton really put them behind the eight ball as far as winning the Heartland Conference was concerned. Sure, they went on to lose to Rose and Franklin, but they felt like that opening game win in the Heartland Conference a year ago by Bluffton put the Lions behind the eight ball. It was a 32-31 Bluffton win on September 16th up at Schuler Field. It was the first conference game for both. Jordan Watkins put Bluffton on top in the final 30 seconds with a 37-yard field goal. That was also the first win of the season for the Beavers, and they went on to a 4-6 and six record overall. So you can call it retribution, you can call it retaliation, call it what you want, but the Lions have been set for this game, and head coach Tyler Hopperton has been drilling that into the Lions' heads all week long. Cooper Earls, who's likely going to get the start for Grayson, is... Uh... He came up to me about his management class, and he said, hey, you know, we learned today in class, we're not supposed to dwell on the past, you know, um, <laughs> you know, which I'm glad he's paying attention in class. But, um, but you know, it, it is. I think that was, you know, the one sour loss. You know, we feel like we got our butts kicked in a couple losses last year, um, but that was one that just really stuck with us, you know, that we just really felt like we were unprepared. Um uh, mentally, you know, as coach, you know, just everything that that kind of was one that we really feel like we took a lot of lumps and bumps. And, and um, so I definitely brought it up a, a time or two uh, this weekend, especially on on uh, kickoff return, you know, that we, we gave up essentially 10 points on kickoff return, mm-hmm. which never happens, you know. And um, I should have fired the special teams coordinator, you know, uh, <laughs> which is me. But, uh, you know, uh, but, yeah, I, I brought it up. But. You know, I think there is, you know, a fine line in dwelling on the past and, and moving forward. But I think there's definitely a ton of lessons to learn um, from last year. And so, you know, I, I just kind of wanted to keep my thumb on them this week. And, and so bringing that up, I think, kind of kept reminding them that, hey, we're the better team and we lost. You know, and, and why did we do that? That's why last week's win over Earlham was even more impressive by the Lions. Not so much by the margin of victory, but the fact that they could actually keep their their focus on the Quakers while pointing towards this game over the last couple of weeks. And believe me, they have been pointing towards this game just as they're going to be pointing towards the next couple of games because over the next two weeks, the Lions have Manchester at home next Saturday. That's going to be homecoming. And then following that comes the first place, Franklin Grizzlies. So that's what's happening over the next couple of weeks for the Mount St. Joseph Lions. These two ball clubs have met 27 times throughout the years, and the Lions have won this contest 18 times. As we told you, just a gorgeous day for football here today. Temperature about 60 degrees, bright sunshine, not a cloud in sight, and we're getting set to get the kickoff of this one underway in about 20 minutes from Bluffton University as the Lions will be taking on the Beavers. I'm Dave Mitchell, and we'll be back with more coming up right after this timeout. Dayton Children's cares about the health of your children. Hi, I'm Kirk Herbstreit. Growing up in Centerville, my parents taught me the importance of being healthy, and now I'm teaching my kids. Childhood obesity is on the rise, but there are small steps that we can take to fight it. Turn off video games and go outside, ride bikes, go to the park, or learn a new dance. Parents, once we get moving, our kids will follow. Get moving! Dayton Children's. Experts you trust. Caring for the children you love. 
Stay up to date with all your sports information on UltimateSportsTalk.com, Mount St. Joseph University, and Roger Bacon High School Sports. Talk about the Cincinnati Reds and Cleveland Indians on the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show every Monday night at 9 during the baseball season. Minute-by-minute scores, opinion articles, stories from the pros, college, and high school levels, including the WWE, MMA, and UFC. Increase your workout level and tickets to any sporting event all in one spot. Check out UltimateSportsTalk.com every day for your sports fix. Well, our next broadcast game is coming up on Friday night here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. That will have Roger Bacon at McNicholas. Of course, the Spartans fell in a heartbreaker last night to Dayton Chaminade Julian, 35-28. to We'll be on the air with the pregame show at 6 o'clock next Friday night. The kickoff will be at 7. As far as the College of Mount St. Joseph is concerned, we already told you they will be hosting Manchester next week in their homecoming game. That will kick off at 1.30, and we'll be on the air with a pregame show from Schuler Field beginning at 12.30 next week. Let's take a look at what's happening around the nation in college football. There's a lot of scores that are going on in the top 25 so far. First of all, Oklahoma State is leading Kansas 24-7 to this afternoon. West Virginia beating up on Texas Tech. That's a 28-10 to score so far. A couple of other scores, Indiana beating Rutgers in the Big Ten 21-7. to Texas A&M over Arkansas this afternoon with about six and a half left to go in the first half. That is a 17-7 to score, and that is so far all of the scores that we have to update you so far. Elsewhere in top 25 games that started at noon, Alabama is hosting Louisiana. Number three, Clemson, will be hosting Syracuse. Central Michigan is at number 21, Michigan State. Then this afternoon at 3.30, Tennessee goes to number two, Georgia. Number 18, Texas, will be at Kansas State. 14th-ranked Michigan travels to Northwestern, just west of Chicago. Ole Miss will be at number five, LSU. Tennessee goes to second-ranked Georgia. Baylor will be at sixth-ranked Oklahoma. And Pitt is at number 13, UCF. Other games at 3.30, Texas will be at Kansas State, and Southern Miss will be at number 10, Auburn. Of course, tonight at 7.30, number 4, Ohio State, will be at number 9, Penn State, in a Big Ten encounter. That's going on over at Nittany Lions Field. Number 7, Stanford, will be at 8th-ranked Notre Dame. Florida is at Mississippi State. Mississippi State ranked 23rd this week. South Carolina is at 17th-ranked Kentucky. Tonight, and Oregon will be at Cal. That's a look at the top 25 schedule. In the Hartley Conference last week, Hanover defeated Bluffton 28-10. to It was Anderson just getting by Defiance last week. That was an 18-14 to win by the Ravens. Rose-Holman defeated Manchester 19-12. to And uh, Franklin had the uh, week off last week. So let's take a look at what's going to happen around the conference today. Hanover will be at Anderson. Rose Holman goes to Franklin today. That's a big one. And Earlham will be at Manchester. Defiance is off this week. So a look at the Heartland Conference standings so far. Mount St. Joseph alone on top with a 2-0 record, but that's only because... Franklin and Hanover have had their bye weeks. Franklin 1-0, Hanover 1-0. The Mount will have their bye week coming up at the end of the year. Then comes Anderson, Bluffton, Manchester, and Rose-Holman, each at 1-1. And Defiance and Earlham are at the bottom of the conference standings this week with a record of 0-2. As far as the top 25 is concerned in Division Three college football around the country this week, 
Mount Union still on top. They're 3-0. and They garnered 23 of the 25 possible votes. Mary Harden Baylor, they got the other two votes. They're second. Then comes St. Thomas, Brockport, and North Central out of Illinois is ranked fifth. Now, other schools around the state of Ohio, Washington and Jefferson, of course, just across the border in Pennsylvania, they are ranked 13th. Then comes Wittenberg at 3-0, and 14th. John Carroll, 2-1, and 15th, after falling to Mount Union last week. Trine is at 3-0 and out of Angola. They're 16th ranked. Barry, 4-0, and 17th ranked. And Case Western Reserve is ranked 18th this week at 3-0 and on the season. Taking a look at the injury report for this afternoon's ball game for the Lions. Of course, we told you about Nate Stone. He's out for the year. He's got the torn ACL. Gavin Edmondson, they were expected not to play him last week as a precautionary measure against Earlham. Well, he is out again today, so that means more playing time this week for Austin Carter at that left outside linebacker position. And also on the injury list today, Grayson Roberts. Now, that's going to do a lot of changes for the Lions today as far as the wide receiver situation is concerned because Roberts is the Lions' second-ranked receiver behind A.J. Glines. What that's going to do is that's going to move Cooper, Cooper Earls into the starting lineup. They're going to get a lot more action out of Nick Murphy, but it's also going to mean that Paul Miner from the tight end position may be split out a few times this week and take the spot of Grayson Roberts on the outside. Roberts out with a foot injury. He had an MRI yesterday, but no results were available as of yet, so we don't know the time frame as far as Grayson will be out of the lineup for the Lions this year. And that that is going to be a big, big injury if Roberts is going to be out for a substantial period of time. We're about 15 minutes away from the kickoff of this afternoon's contest from Dwight Salzman Stadium in Bluffton. And I'm Dave Mitchell. We'll be back with more coming up after this. Label me. You know you want to. Don't be shy. You do it behind my back. Say it to my face. You don't know me. You know what I am? I'm a pitcher. I'm a striker. I'm a point guard. I'm a linebacker. I'm a setter. Shortstop. High jumper. Wrestler. Defender. Goalie. Student. Student athletes. That's who we are. Think of the NCAA as a marching band. We wouldn't stop with halftime. Be full time. Celebrating student athletes in everything they do. Okay, so don't think of us as a marching band. Think of us as a spirit squad. Well, just know we're always there for student athletes. Mount St. Joseph 3 and 1 entering this afternoon's ballgame 2 and 0 in the Heartland Conference. Bluffton 1 and 3 as they host the Lions today. They are 1 and 1 in Heartland Conference play. As far as the coaches are concerned, the head coach of the Bluffton Beavers in his first year, Aaron Kreps. He's out of Ada, Ohio. He was promoted to the head football coaching position of Bluffton just earlier this season. Kreps previously served as the offensive coordinator and the quarterback's coach here at Bluffton. He takes over at the helm following Bluffton's best four-year stretch. They were 23-17 and over the last four years and 20-12 and in the Heartland Conference, and that was their best four-year stretch since joining the conference in 
1998. Prior to his time at Ohio Northern, Kreps was a he coached the receivers and special teams with the Polar Bears, but prior to his time with Ohio Northern, he was the running backs coach at Alderson Broadus University. That's out of West Virginia. He's held coaching positions at Adrian College in Michigan and at his prep alma mater, Bell Vernon High School in Pennsylvania. He was also a graduate assistant at Eastern Michigan University. Tyler Hopperton in his second year as head coach of the Lions. He has helped propel this program back to its winning ways. He's got a career record of 9-5 and five overall entering this afternoon's contest. Well, Bluffton, they are 0-2 here at home. They are 1-1 one one on the road. And, of course, Kreps in his first year, 1-3 and three in his career. Now, he has got a sophomore quarterback in Plummy Gardner out of Perry High School in Lima, just down the road from here. He went 12 of 25 last week for 120 yards in their loss to Hanover, 28-10. to 10. And if you take a look at uh, some of the stats here this year for Bluffton, Gardner, he has completed just 51% of his passes for 555 yards and six touchdowns on the season. So they try to rely a lot on the running game, especially with uh, their running back coming back, and that is Dwight Gardner, Gardner or Drake Campbell, excuse me, and Darian Greeley Campbell, a 5'7", 190-pound senior, number 21, and uh, he was able to put up some yardage. For the team, Campbell has 28 rushes for 137 yards in the first four ball games of the year. He's toting the ball at an average of about five yards per carry. As far as what they do offensively when they throw the football, their leading receiver is Adam Duncan. He also doubles as their punter and kickoff man. Duncan, 13 receptions, 257 yards total this year, just under 20 yards per catch. He's got two touchdowns. And... Lucas Espizia, you remember him from last year. Espizia, boy, he was a pain in the Lions' crawl last year. He's a senior, 6'1", 185-pound receiver. He's got 11 catches on the year, 184 yards, averaging just under 17 yards per catch. And he has got two touchdowns this season for Bluffton. But what is the big bugaboo about Bluffton is their defensive line. And that's the thing that Tyler Hopperton was really concerned about. Their defensive line is probably the best in the Heartland Conference. They go Ollie Moore across the front line at one defensive end. On the other side is Isaac Zikafus. And then at the tackles, they've got Kevin Bishop, who's 260 pounds, and Joel Russell, who's 250 pounds. But on the outside, Zikafus and Moore... They are speed demons, and they really rush the passer with their quickness. Moore, just a six-footer, 190 pounds, and Zikafus, he's got some speed, even though he carries the weight, too. He's got a weight of 245 pounds. But across that front line, they are all seniors. They are experienced. They've been starting for a long time here at Bluffton, and they know how to rush the passer. So the Lions are going to have to use some extra protection here this afternoon in order to keep Chayton Tomlin up and completing passes today. The Lions are 2-0 in conference play coming into today for the first time since 2014 when they won their first four games en route to a 7-1 Heartland Conference record. And today, the Lions can take a huge step to a conference title. We talked with head coach Tyler Hopperton about that and other things earlier this week on our pregame show. 
Hoppin' Bluffton this afternoon. First of all, I want to go back to last week, 59-2, to two, uh, the win over Earlham. I mean, you you guys, I thought the, the punt return by Speakman right off the bat really set the tone for you guys. How would you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, for Troy, he obviously picked up where he left off last year. You know, he had two punt return touchdowns against Earlham last year, and it was kind of funny, like, you know, the sideline didn't really go that crazy. You know, it was like almost everyone at Columbus expected it. But um, I think you're right, though. I think that kind of set the tone of, you know, hey, we're we're here to put this thing away early and that we came out to play and that we weren't, you know, playing that game of cat and mouse. So I, I, I definitely agree that it set the tone. You know, the first few games of the year, the offense has been explosive. I thought last Saturday you guys were more methodical. You moved the ball down the field very efficiently. Yeah, I love that's part of the game plan, too, you know. Um, you know, knowing that, you know, Earlham has struggled with other teams this year and stuff in the past that we thought, hey, this is a good opportunity to kind of work on some things that um, that we've wanted to get in. You know, maybe, um, you know, Coach Coral will often go off script. So, you know, I think he was a little bit more kind of, you know, uh, committed to going through his script that there's certain plays with certain players and certain reads that he kind of wanted to see, you know. Um, and so I think that was a big part of it last week. That's a tough game last week, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, it's hard, you know. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, they didn't have a ton of fans in the stands, and, you know, the atmosphere isn't one of those wild and crazy and loud mm-hmm. ones. And especially after having a couple night games and playing Moorhead, you know, it was definitely a different pace and everything else um, environment-wise. And obviously getting up for a team that's lost 40-something games in a row. Um, and that's why I was proud of our guys, that we just came out and took care of business and that there really weren't too many um, mental mistakes. Injury-wise, you came through it pretty well, except for now Grayson Roberts is going to be out this afternoon. How do you handle that? Um, you know, luckily we don't, you know, we have a stable of wide receivers right now, and, and honestly, I think we're interested to see what some of these younger guys and backup guys can do. Um, you know, if, if the question was, would you rather have Grayson playing, I think every single person would say yes, yeah. that I want, you know, one of our most explosive offensive players to play, but, um, you know, I think we have guys that are ready to step up in that role. And you've got Gavin that's out again today. Yeah, our defense is a little thin, but, um, you know, they played pretty well last week. They've um, really been competing in practice and, and that kind of thing. So, um, you know, again, I'd rather have him, but it, it is what it is. Next man up. What have you learned about the team from the beginning of the season till now? Um, you know, they're tough. Um, I was, uh, you know, I've been surprised a little bit about their toughness. Um, you know, we've had some hard practices, some physical practices. Um, I've challenged them with a lot of things. You know, we've changed our practice schedule around this year and, and really our entire week, you know, in terms of what time we do things. So for the, some of these juniors and seniors, it completely flipped their schedules around. So um, it's it's been nice to kind of see them um, be flexible and poised through those things. Um, but the biggest thing, you know, that I feel like I've I've learned from this team is that I was shocked by them just responding to that. I think they want that, and, and as we've had some wins and, um, you know, a good win over Rose, I think, you know, they're kind of starting to buy into some of these changes, and, and so I've noticed that, um, you know, they're starting to realize that our, our work ethic has to be high if our standard is high, if our goals are high. The one thing that I've seen is they appear to have a want-it attitude. Yeah, absolutely, and that's what I mean. That's why when they're challenged, I think that, that's why they're eating it up, you know, because mm-hmm. they really want it. I think they finally kind of understand, okay, it's everyone wants to win the championship. I guarantee every single team in our conference that that was their generic team goal at the beginning of the season, <laughs> and almost every team in the country probably. Um, 
but you know, to be different, to actually be the champion, there's work that goes with it, and not just work, but um, sacrifice and discipline and commitment. And yeah, they definitely want it, you know. And and I think I they're getting to the point that they're embracing that the challenges that come with that. Bluffton's a different team, although defensively they've been pretty strong, especially across the front line this year. Yeah, I think they're I think they're leading the conference in, in most of the stats on defense. They've played a lot of good teams this year so far and have held them tough on defense. Um, they're still figuring out some things on offense, which they lost a lot of their identity. You know, some of their um, even All American candidates, you know, that they've mm-hmm. lost, and so that is hard to replace. But they're still a tough team, you know. And and Bluffton always, you know, in my eleven years here, they're always tough and they're always physical. Um, you know, they they always come after us hard, and and they're always, you know, a disciplined team. So you know, if we slip up, they're usually there to to take advantage of that. Still, that one point loss it helps you keep their attention all week. <laughs> yeah, I guess if there's any any good from that last year, now that you know we flipped the page and it's the new season, then yes, I. I see that as a benefit, but it took me a while to, to see that loss as a, as a good thing. Good luck today. Thank you. You know, Hop really appreciated the fact that I kept the, digging that knife in a little bit about that one-point loss a year ago. I'm Dave Mitchell. We'll be back here at Bluffton to go over today's ball game, have the opening kickoff. We'll do that right after this timeout. Hi, this is Morgan Freeman. Has anyone ever said you are the picture of health? You look healthy. You feel fine, but that may not be the full picture. Colorectal cancer is the second leading cancer killer of men and women over 50. Since it doesn't always cause symptoms, you may not know you have it. The only way to know is by getting screened. Screening can find precancerous polyps, so they can be removed before they turn into cancer. This is one cancer you can prevent. Plus... Screening can find colorectal cancer at an early stage when the chance for a full recovery is very high. Talk with your doctor and get tested for colorectal cancer. Medicare and many insurance plans help pay for screening. Get screened. Make sure you are the picture of health. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Well, you heard uh, head coach Tyler Hopperton talk about that defensive line that the Lions are going to have to contend with today as far as Bluffton is concerned. Isaac Zikafus, we want to tell you about him. He's the right defensive end, but he's going to flip-flop from the left side to the right side, so the Lions are going to have to be aware as to where he is this year. He's got 24 total tackles, four sacks, and he's also got seven tackles for losses here this year. So he is the big man that the Lions offensive line is really going to have to keep an eye on today, and that means along that front line for the Lions, the right tackle, Kavanaugh McCarthy, and the left tackle, Isaiah Trimble, are really going to have to keep an eye out for him. Let's pause now for our national anthem.
and the Bluffton University Band bringing us our national anthem here this afternoon from Dwight Saltzman Stadium. I'm Dave Mitchell. Let's get ready for football here this afternoon. The Lions on the road for the second straight week. They are adorned in their white road uniforms today with the dark blue numerals and gold trim and the white helmets. And for Bluffton, they are adorned in their purple tops with white numerals, silver helmets, and gray pants here today. Getting set for the opening coin toss, let's take a look at that top 25 college football scoreboard. We've got a couple of other scores. Alabama's demolishing Louisiana today. Number one, Crimson Tide, 49 to nothing at halftime over Louisiana. Michigan State having a tough time with Central Michigan. 17-3 with just a half a minute to go in the first half, but Central Michigan came into the ballgame with a 1-3 and record out of the MAC. Here's the big game of the day. Syracuse unbeaten at 4-0, and taking on third-ranked Clemson also at 4-0. and Well, Syracuse, the Orangemen, has a 16-7 to lead over the Tigers of Clemson here this afternoon. That one is a big game. Of course, tonight the big game in the Big Ten is going to be Penn State in a whiteout entertaining the Ohio State Buckeyes. Buckeyes 4-0, and Penn State coming into the game. Big game for both of the ball clubs. We've got the captains at midfield set to call the toss. It's going to be A.J. Glines as they've got some people out there that are honorary captains, and they're going to let a five-year-old go ahead and t- throw the coin up in the air. That's pretty cool for him. And the toss was won, I believe, by Bluffton, and they're going to decline it and go ahead and take it in the second half. So the Lions will get the football to start this afternoon's ball game and open up the first half. Nope, the Lions won the toss. So they have deferred. And the Lions are going to receive the football. I think he got that confused. Yeah, Bluffton won the toss. The Lions won the... Okay, now we've got it straight, finally. The Lions won the toss. They deferred. Bluffton's going to receive the opening kickoff. Let's hope the rest of the ball game does not go like the opening coin toss just went for the officials. By the way, the officials for this afternoon's game, the referee, Matt Bushy, the umpire is Rick Brown. The side judge is Pat O'Donnell along with Jeff Gilstrap. The back judge, Jeff Soupy, John Vogt, and Clive Townsend. They will be the men calling this game this afternoon. Lions will be going from left to right as they... Open up this ball game, and Jerry Porter is going to kick it off. So for Bluffton, of course, across that front line at right tackle, they'll have John Jones, number 62, 270-pound junior. At right guard, Ethan Williams, another 270-pounder, but he's a senior. At center is Austin Paragon. He's a freshman, 6'2", 260 pounds. At left guard, Josh Haverfield, number 71, a 280-pound senior. And at left tackle will be Ian O'Donnell. He's number 78, a senior, 285 pounds. Back set to return is Tyler Showalter. And it also appears to be Brian Coleman back there set to return. It's going to be Porter that's going to kick it off, and it is going to bounce into the end zone and through the end zone for a touchback. So Bluffton will have the football first and 10 at their own 20 
yard line. Coming out to lead the Beaver offense, number one, Plummy Gardner. Gardner, a sophomore, 5'11", 165 pounds. He will have right behind him Drake Campbell. Campbell, number 21, a senior. At the running back position, 5'7", 190 pounds. At the receivers, Lucas Aspicia, Adam Duncan, and Hunter Morrison. And at tight end will be Case Childs. He is number 82. They come out in the spread formation. Two receivers out to the near side. Now they've got two men in the backfield. That's Childs and Campbell. Dropping back is Gardner. Gardner, no rush. Now he's going to throw the ball over the middle, and it is incomplete. Trying to get it over the middle to Lucas Aspicia, but Aspicia trying to change his direction, slipped and fell down, and the ball fell incomplete. Brings up second down. And 10 yards to go from the 25. Bluffton again out of the spread. They send Aspicia out wide to the right-hand side. Wide left is Kenyon Camden. Camden, a senior, 6'1", 180 pounds. Dropping back is the quarterback, and he throws it out to Aspicia, and Aspicia catches it at the 29-yard line. Gain of four, but a nice play immediately by Troy Speakman to bring him down. So just a four-yard gain on the completion brings up third down and six yards to go for the Beavers. They're going to send Camden out wide to the left-hand side. Adam Duncan is slot left now. Campbell in the backfield along with Gardner. Now he moves Campbell over to the left-hand side of him. Two receivers out to the far side. Dropping back is Gardner. Gardner looks to his left. He's going to tuck it under, run it right up the middle, across the 35. He's got the first down to the 40, and he'll be dropped at the 42-yard line. Big run for Gardner. He saw the middle open up, and he just tucked it under, took it up, and he got the first down out to the 43-yard line as Bluffton picks up the initial first down of this football game. 14 minutes left to go in the first period of play. Beavers send Aspicia out wide to the right. Duncan now slot right. They've got two receivers to the near side. Tight end is Childs. Moving over to the left-hand side out of the pistol is Campbell. Gardner is going to hand it off to Campbell on the first run of the game from a running back. He takes it across the 45 out to the 48-yard line. It's going to be a gain of five for Campbell. He's their leading rusher this year. And after that five-yard gain, it's going to bring up Second down and a short five yards to go. Campbell averaging five yards a carry coming into the ball game. He just hasn't carried it that much, just 28 times this year. And he picked up exactly five on that carry. Brings up second down, five yards to go for the Beavers. Gardner now out of the strict shotgun. Trips to the near side. Two receivers out wide to the right. Gardner, as the Lions are showing blitz defensively, here they come. Gardner's going to throw it over the middle, and it's incomplete on the slant end. Tried to get it to Aspicia. That was their favorite target a year ago in the one-point Bluffton win at Schuler Field, Aspicia. And he is, you could tell, going to be a favorite target here today for Gardner. Third down and a short five yards to go from their own 48 as the Beavers look over to the sideline to Eric Kreps, who has kept the Play calling duties down on the sideline. Took over as head coach after being offensive coordinator a year ago. They're going to send Camden out wide to the left. Camden goes wide to the left. 
and Childs slot left. They've got trips receivers now to the near side. Gardner drops back. Heavy rush. He's going to be hit behind the line and drop back to the 40. Sean Sullivan got in there and got the sack for the Lions. Dropped him about eight yards behind the line of scrimmage. Back to the 41-yard line, and it's punting time now for the Beavers. Big play by Sean Sullivan to get in there and get the sack. Lions came with the blitz, and Bluffton could not pick it up. Duncan is going to drop back and punt the football away. Of course, Troy Speakman, who started the game off for the Lions last week, with a punt return for a touchdown, back set to return. Duncan, a spiral kick that Speakman is going to let hit at the 25. It will take a Bluffton bounce inside the 20 and be downed at the 16-yard line. So that's where the Lions will start first and 10 in their own territory. And about they're going to spot it now at the 17-yard line. So the Lions defense, as has been all year long, bends a little but doesn't break. And with 12.08 left to go, here comes the most efficient offense in the Heartland Conference, if not D3 football right now. Lions come in averaging well over 40 points per ball game, and Chayton Tomlin leading the nation in almost everything. And Tomlin has got Newman to his right. Receivers out wide on both sides. Don't forget that the Lions are missing Grayson Roberts today, so Cooper Earls is in the ball game. Starting now, Newman moves to the left-hand side. Tomlin, short drop. He's going to throw it up the left side. He's got Glines on the left sideline, but he overthrew him incomplete. So the pass falls incomplete. And it brings up second down. And let's check that. That was not Glines. That was Panky. They went for Panky on the home run ball. Now Earls is out wide to the right-hand side. Glines slot right. Panky out wide to the left. Newman. Still in the backfield on second down and 10 for the Lions. And he's going to get the swing pass. Newman up the right-hand side, cuts it across the 15, and going to be run out of bounds at the 21-yard line. So a gain of about four on the play for the swing pass to Newman. And it brings up third down and a long six yards to go. Clock running as we're under 12 minutes left to go in this first quarter of play from Dwight Salzman Stadium in Bluffton. Just gorgeous today. Absolutely gorgeous drive coming up here and a great day for football. Tomlin on third and seven. Off play action. Slides to his left. Now throws it over the middle. He's got glines on the far hash mark. He's close to a first down, but they're going to spot him about a half a yard shy of the 27-yard line. They'll put him just shy of the 27. He needed to get across the 27 for a first down. And Tyler Hopperton isn't going to roll the dice this early and this deep. In his own territory, so he'll send Jerry Porter out to punt the football away. Porter, done a pretty good job this year punting the football. Back set to return for Bluffton is Hunter Morrison. Senior, 5'7", 180 pounds, good snap. Porter gets the punt away, and it's a high spiral. Morrison's going to take it in, and he's 27, bobbled the football. He goes back and jumps on it about the 23. It's still loose. There's a scrum for it, and the officials are going to give it to the Lions. They recover it at the 22 of Bluffton. Morrison came over, tried to field the punt. It went right through his hands, and the Lions jumped on the football. And it looked like Tyler Hanna may have gotten on top of it. We couldn't see that far away, but the Lions now have got the football first and 10 after the fumble recovery 
in Bluffton territory at the 22-yard line. Big, big play for Mount St. Joseph. Tomlin back out on the field. He's got receivers split on both sides. Nick Murphy into the ballgame for the first time now. He's out wide left with Panky. Newman in the backfield. Now Tomlin drops straight back. Now rolls out to the left. He's got a lot of room. Cuts it across the 20. He's going to take it down to the 15, but a flag thrown by the side judge. Panky picked up about eight yards on the carry, but let's see what the penalty will be. Looked like it may have been a hold outside on the... And it will be a holding penalty. Holding penalty. Called against the Lions' Isaiah Trimble. So instead of an 8-yard gain, it will be a 10-yard penalty back to the 32-yard line. And bring up first and 20 for the Lions. As they're backed up now, but still first down. Tomlin takes the snap. Hand off to Newman. Right up the middle. Across the 30. 25. 20. And he's going to be upended inside the 20 and down to the 18-yard line. 14-yard run for the man from Texas. And now he's going to come out of the game. Newman. Colby is going to limp out. He's going to come out. And checking into the lineup is Trevor Tomey. Tomey, 27, checks in. Newman got upended and Looked like he may have gotten hit right on the right, and he's going over to the sideline to get that taken a look at. Receivers out wide on both sides. Murphy out wide left. Tommy behind Tomlin. Fake handoff. Throw into the corner of the end zone, and it is incomplete to Murphy on the left-hand side. So the incompletion brings up third down and about eight yards to go for the Lions, and that brings in heavy substitutions now for the Beavers. Paul Miner is going to check out of the ball game also for the Lions, and Glines is back in. Murphy slot left, Glines slot right, Cooper Earls out wide right, Panky wide left. Tommy still in the backfield to the right of Tomlin out of the pistol. Fake handoff, Tomlin drops straight back, now cuts out to his right. He throws it into the end zone to Earls, and it's incomplete. Knocked away in a good defensive play by Brian Coleman, the defensive back out of Francis DeSales High School in Toledo brings up fourth down and eight. And it'll bring in Jerry Porter, of course, but I think the Lions are going to try the field goal. Like last week, Porter was booming them during warm-ups. They're going to put the tee down at the 25. That'll make this a 35-yard attempt for Porter. Porter, in extra points, has really found his groove, but as far as field goals are concerned, he's still having the problems. Let's see what he can do here. Good snap. Porter kicks it. It's long enough, and it hits the left upright and bounces off no good. There's an official timeout on the field. 9.33 left to go in this first quarter, and we have no score. Great food and a fun atmosphere. Join your old friends and new at Sunday's Pub on 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. The month of October marks the 10th anniversary for Sundays, and they're celebrating. On Mondays is server night. All domestic beers are $1.50. Stop in on Fridays before the game starting at 4 for free appetizers. And when the Bengals are on the road, join Sundays for a Bengals potluck party. See the Bengals on the big screens at Sundays. Your taste buds will water when you walk into Sunday's Pub. Sunday's Pub, 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. Plummy Gardner leads the Beavers out onto the field. First and ten from their own 20. He's going to hand it off to 
Drake Campbell, and Campbell takes it off left tackle. He's going to be stacked up and brought down by Corey Harden and also Zach Taylor. Two-yard gain on the play, brings up second down, eight yards to go. Lions homecoming next week at Schuler Field, 130 with a cutoff against Manchester. Ball resting right at the 22-yard line, and the Beavers taking plenty of time on the play clock in a sugar huddle. Play clock down to 12. Gardner with Campbell right behind him, has receivers out wide on both sides. Childs, the tight end, lined up on the left side. Now Campbell moves over to the left out of the pistol. Fake handoff. Gardner drops back. He's going to throw it over the middle, and it is complete to Camden. Camden is a 45, breaks it across the 45, out to the 50-yard line. Nice play design and execution by the Beavers to pick up another big first down on a big completion to Camden. The senior wide receiver takes it out to midfield. First and ten for the Beavers. Right at midfield. Camden, who just caught that pass, comes out wide to the left-hand side. Going out wide right is... Aspicia, Duncan, slot right. Campbell to the left of Gardner. Gardner takes the snap. Fake handoff again. He's going to throw it up the left-hand side to Camden again. Camden, a nice diving catch at the 20-yard line. Gardner couldn't have laid that out there any better for Camden. He put it right over the outstretched hands of Tyler Hanna. And it's now another first down for the Beavers at the 19-yard line of the Lions. Beavers, two well-executed plays and nice passes from the sophomore have picked up big yardage down to the 19-yard line of the Lions. And that was good defense by the Lions. It was just better execution offensively by the Beavers. Going out wide right, Aspicia. Wide left, Camden, who's caught the last two passes. Childs tied in left. Handoff. Goes fake handoff to Campbell. Now Gardner is going to keep it around the left-hand side and take it to the 17-yard line. Sean Sullivan in for the tackle, along with Julius Fisher. Those two have really played well. Austin Carter is at that left-outside linebacker position today because Gavin Edmondson is out for the game. Ball right at the 17-yard line of the Lions with 7.16 remaining to go in this first quarter. Been a fast-paced first quarter. Duncan slot right. Aspicia out wide to the right. Now Childs is split out to the left-hand side along with Camden. Out of the pistol, dropping back Gardner. Gardner is going to throw the ball over the middle. He's got Campbell, and it's going to be knocked away and intercepted by the Lions. Nice play by the free safety in the backfield for the Lions, and that is Tavon Robertson came up with the interception, and the Lions on the turnover will have it first and ten at their own 20-yard line. There is a flag down, though. Let's wait. Both teams have gone to their respective benches. Yep, there's no flag. They're going to wave it off, and so the Lions will take it over first and ten, and again, it's been the case all year long. That defense bends but does not break and comes up with a big, big turnover to turn away Bluffton on an excellent scoring opportunity. Lions back out on the field going from left to right. They've got receivers spread out on both sides. Tomey in the backfield still in place of Newman. Now check that, that is Newman back, and Newman takes it across the 20 out to the 22-yard line. 
So a gain of two for Newman. And it will bring up second down and a long seven yards to go. Now Paul Miner checks out. A.J. Glines back in. Newman out of the pistol to the left side of Tomlin. Hanky in a slot. We don't see that a lot over on the left-hand side. And Nick Murphy out wide to the left-hand side. Glines slot right. Dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin throws it over the middle. He's got it complete to Panky. Panky at the 30. Cuts to the near side. Steps out of bounds across the 35 to the 36-yard line. Gain of about eight on the play, but it's a first down for the Lions. At the 36 in their own territory. 6.13 remaining to go in this first quarter. Coming up not only at halftime, Matt Morris is going to be chatting with Head coach Tyler Hopperton at the end of the half, but also we will bring you an interview with Matt Morris on the nice video series that the Lions have going called The Hunt. Handoff up the middle, goes to Newman on first down, takes it across the 36 out to the 40. Gain of four for Newman. Lions are doing a good job against that defensive line, keeping them off balance by running the football here today. Newman had to leave the ball game early. He's carried the ball three times now for 21 yards. Brings up second down. Call it five yards to go for the Lions at the 40-yard line. Moving in motion to the far side is Murphy. Hand off again to Newman. Newman behind the left guard. He's going to take it right out to the 44-yard line. That'll be another gain of three, and it brings up third down and two yards to go. Lions need to get to the 46 to pick up a first down. Five minutes and running left to go in this fast-paced first quarter. Bluffton trying to keep some fresh people on that defensive line. That's the thing that has been their hallmark all year long and the thing that bothered Tyler Hopperton the most heading into this game. Tomlin on third and two from the 44. Drops straight back, looks over the middle. Now cuts to his left. He's going to throw it, and it's going to be intercepted, or did it hit the ground? They're going to say it was intercepted. Diving interception on the left flat by Austin Hall out of Piqua, Ohio. And I'll tell you one thing, Bluffton is playing some excellent football right now. They've shown some great hands, not only offensively, but defensively. Timeout on the field, 4.37 left to go in this first quarter, and we've got no score. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. While you're away, Bluffton gave the football off to Drake Campbell, and he took it down to the 40-yard line of the Lions for an 8-yard gain and a first down. Tomlin just threw his second interception of the year against 20 touchdown passes so far this season. And Bluffton has set up shop second down, two yards to go. At the Lions' 40-yard line. Gardner just jumped up and down. Basically bent his knees. And that is going to be a false start called against the quarterback. 
You can move your shoulders, you can move your head, but when you start jumping up and down like Gardner did there, they don't allow that, trying to draw the team offside. So big penalty against Bluffton, knocks them back to the 45, and instead of second down and two, it's going to be second down and a long seven. Trips out to the near side for the Beavers. Single receiver is Espicia out to the right-hand side. Campbell moves to the left of Gardner out of the pistol. Ball at the 45. Dropping back Gardner. Gardner, heavy rush. He's going to be hit. Backpedals, drops back behind the 45, and he'll be brought down on the play by Corey Harden on the second sack of the afternoon, all the way back to the 40. He's going to put him at the 44-yard line. It's going to be a 12-yard loss on the second sack of the afternoon by the Lions. And it couldn't have come at a better time. Knocks them back in their own territory. And the Beavers have it third down. And about 19 yards to go from the 44. As Specia goes out wide to the right. Now into the ball game is Caleb Heilman. Heilman from Tippecanoe. Slot right. Campbell to the left of Gardner. Gardner drops straight back. He's going to dump it over the middle on a draw. Hands it off, gets it off to Campbell. Campbell inside Lion territory across the 45, and he'll be bumped out of bounds by Tavon Robertson at the 40-yard line. So a pickup of about 16 on that catch. But it's going to be fourth down and three yards to go at the 40 of Mount St. Joseph. And what will Aaron Kreps and the Beavers decide to do here? 2.18 and running left to go in this first half. First quarter, excuse me. It's fourth down three, and the first roll of the dice goes to Bluffton. They're going to go for it. Empty backfield, shotgun formation. Receivers out wide on both sides on fourth and three from the St. Joseph's 40-yard line. Gardner bobbled the snap, and he's going to be sacked all the way back to the 45-yard line by Sean Sullivan. I'm not sure Gardner was ready for the snap, but he got it, and it went through his left hand. He had to go back, pick it up, and by that time Sullivan was in and wrapped him up and brought him down at the 45-yard line. Now they're going to put him down at the 48-yard line. Okay. So the ball will be taken over by the Lions at the 48. First and 10 in Bluffton territory. Two big turnovers by Bluffton. But the Lions have yet to capitalize. Tomlin with Tomey in the backfield now. Throws it out to the left-hand side, but it's batted down by Zikafus. Incomplete on the play. We told you about him. Zikafus, the senior, out of Northridge High School in Middlebury, Indiana. 245-pounder, 6 feet 1 inches tall. He has been a burr in the side of a lot of coaches in the Heartland Conference throughout the years. So the incompletion brings up second down, 10 yards to go for the Lions from the Bluffton 48. Tomlin with Tommy to his left. He's going to hand it off to Tommy off the right side. Tommy is going to take it across the 48, down to about the 46-yard line for a gain of two. Lions have done a nice job of running the football this afternoon against this very, very good defensive line that Bluffton has. As far as the rushing is concerned, the Lions so far in the ball game, well, we don't have the stats. 
as of yet as they're refreshing. Third down, eight yards to go for the Lions from the 46 of Bluffton. Tomlin out of the shotgun. Drops back. Rolls out to his right. Gets away from the rush. Throws it over the middle. Complete to Murphy. Murphy on the right side across the 35. Inside the 30. Run out of bounds at the 28-yard line. He's got the first down. 19 yards on the completion to Nick Murphy. And the Lions keep the ball moving and the sticks moving. Down to the Bluffton 28-yard line. First and 10 for the Lions. Nice play by Murphy as he came right across the middle. Tomlin now 3 of 8 passing, 22 yards. Lions have rushed the football for 27 yards so far in the ball game. On 5 carries, Tomey takes it off left guard, and he's going to be stacked up right at the line. May have struggled forward across the 28 to the 27. May have picked up a yard, but that is about it. Into the contest now. Nick Murphy steps out of the ball game. And Chase Samples is into the contest now for the Lions. As he is out wide to the left-hand side. Check that. That's Devin Bradley. Excuse me. Bradley is out wide to the left. Panky. Slot left in motion is Glines. They're going to throw it out into the flat to Tommy. Tommy on the left-hand side. Slips and falls down at the 25-yard line. Just shy of it. Gain of about a yard on the play, and it brings up third down and seven yards to go for the Lions. And that'll be the end of the first quarter of play. So we've played one complete quarter here from Bluffton, and unexpectedly, we have got no score. Explore your nursing career options at Mount St. Joseph University. Built upon 90-plus years of experience in nursing, the Mount's nursing programs prepare professional and ethical leaders who promote holistic, evidence-based healthcare practices. The Mount's nursing programs are fully accredited by the Commission of Collegiate Nursing Education. Apply now at msj.edu slash apply to begin classes in the fall. Mount St. Joseph University continues to be a proven leader in nursing education. Visit us at msj.edu. It's Dave Timber at Jake Sweeney Jeep Tri-County. During Jeep Adventure Days, lease a new compass for only $199 a month. Featuring our lifetime mechanical protection. $199. Only at Jake Sweeney Jeep Tri-County. Dave Mitchell back in Bluffton. First time all year the Lions have been shut out in the first quarter. And Bluffton is the team to do it. We have got no score here at the end of period number one. Lions, third down, eight yards to go. As they switch ends of the field, they'll be going from right to left across your computer screen. Ball resting at the 26-yard line. They split receivers out wide on both sides. To the right of Tomlin, out of the pistol, is Tomey. Fake handoff. Tomlin steps up in the pocket, throws over the middle. He's got Glines complete at the 10, to the 5, struggles forward inside the 5, down to the 2. Boy, Tomlin just bought himself enough time for Glines to slide open over the middle as he just stepped off to the right-hand side and picked up the first down. First and goal for the Lions as we knock off the beginning of this second quarter at the two-yard line of the Beavers. Into the contest now. Boy, the Lions are sending in a lot of new players here today. Colin Matt is into the ball game with the injury to Grayson Roberts. Everybody's moved up one spot. On the depth chart, 
Matt is going to line up at a wing on the left-hand side. Fake handoff. Tomlin's going to throw it out to the left-hand side. Deglines complete. Touchdown, but there's a flag thrown by the side judge. Let's see what that is and see if the touchdown stands. Glines made it in the right corner of the end zone, the front corner. And as we wait for the official ruling, it's going to be an illegal formation called against the Lions, so the touchdown will not count. So that will knock the the Lions back five yards to the seven. And bring up. First and goal. Again, this time from the seven, though. Murphy is going to slide out slot left. Panky wide left. A lot of changes on that defensive line for the Beavers. Out wide right is Cooper Earls, and slot right is Glines. Fake handoff. Tomlin throws out to the left-hand side. Tried to go to Panky, and Panky could not come up with the sliding catch in the front corner of the end zone. So that'll bring up second down and goal. And now the Lions are going to use a timeout. Caleb Carell wants to talk things over on this one. 14-12 left to go in the half. And we've got no score from Bluffton. Every day of the week is a party at JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Start with Saturdays where JTAPS is your official stop for Mount St. Joe's football before and after the game. On Sunday is the NFL Sunday ticket. See a different game on every screen. And while you're there, check out the great service while enjoying all the different entrees on the JTAPS menu. It's wing night for Monday Night Football. Tuesday is boneless wing night. And Wednesday, stop by for gyro night. It's the place to be. Open every day at 11. JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. Now the Lions have got it second down, goal to go from the Bluffton seven-yard line. Offensive coordinator Caleb Carrill didn't like what he saw defensively out of Bluffton, so he took the timeout, brought the Lions offense over to reset, and now they'll come out after using their first timeout of this first half of action. Matt Morris will join us at halftime talking about the video series The Hunt, and we also could have a conversation with head coach Tyler Hopperton with Matt, depending upon the score. Tomlin with Bagnoli to his left. Drops back. Looks over the middle. He's going to throw it into the back end of the end zone. No good. Incomplete. Threw it over the head of A.J. Glines. And with 14.07 left to go, it's third down and goal to go. Tomlin's been off just a little bit today. He has not been as pinpoint accurately as we have seen throughout the year. Going out wide to the right-hand side now is Jaron Tunstall, along with Murphy and Panky. Glines out to the left-hand side. Tomlin, pump fake. He's going to throw it over the middle. He's got a receiver. That's Murphy. Touchdown! Murphy cut in on the slant in over the middle, and the Lions have now taken the lead at 6-0, 14-0-3. Left to go in this first half of action. Great play design, and... Tomlin made the safety move over with the pump fake to the right. Then saw Murphy cutting in on the slant end and caught him over the middle for the touchdown. Jerry Porter comes in to attempt the extra point with 14.03 left to go in the half. And he puts it up and drills it through the uprights. 14.03 left to go in this first half of action. It's now the Lions 7, Bluffton nothing. 
A ways back, Buddy LaRosa had a problem. He couldn't find tomatoes sweet enough for his family recipe pizza sauce. No tomatoes, no sauce. No sauce? Are you kidding? So, Buddy trekked to California and tasted tomatoes until he struck red gold. Bingo! Dad really went the extra mile to save our sauce. Try 3,000. A lot's changed, but going to great lengths for our 40 menu items, that never will. Good is never good enough. That's what makes us La Rosa's. Order La Rosa's Pizza now at 347-1111. This is why we love sports. It's in the way they play, free from the pressures and all the money talk. Playing for simply the love of the game, where everyone has a shot at their definition of success on and off the field. This is what we love about sports and what we can still love about college sports. Porter kicks it off deep after that touchdown by the Lions, and it is going to be fair caught in the end zone by Tony Sykes, so that will move Bluffton out to their 25-yard line to start first and 10. Lions on a nice play. Tomlin moved the safety over to the left-hand side with that pump fake off to the right, and then Murphy was wide open in the middle of the field, and he was right in the end zone, and Tomlin drilled it to him for the first score of the game. Lions lead it 7-0. Gardner, now with Campbell in the backfield with him. He's got receivers out wide on both sides. Tight end right is Childs. Sets up at a wing. Dropping back Gardner. He's going to throw it out on the left-hand side. Incomplete. And a flag will be thrown. They're going to say Troy Speakman got there a little too early against Camden and interfered on the pass. And in all honesty, Speakman may have jump that just a little too soon now we've got a beaver down that might be Gardner Gardner the quarterback is down at about his 18 yard line I'm not sure I didn't see who hit him but Gardner now may have gotten the air knocked out of him so you heard the official say that's a spot foul. So it will be marked at the 30-yard line, but it comes with it an automatic first down. And Gardner is the player down at about the 18-yard line, and they're still looking him over. So while they're doing that, we'll take a timeout. 14 minutes exactly. Left to go in the first half. Your score, Mount St. Joseph 7 and Bluffton nothing. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community, open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Well, the backup quarterback for Bluffton will come in. That's number 14, a junior, Trenton Bestgrove. Bestgrove, a 5'8", 165-pounder. He's out of Millbury. And Bestgrove is going to line up in the pistol on first down, 10 yards to go from his own 30-yard line. Moves Campbell off to the right out of the pistol. Bestgrove, handoff, right up the gut to Campbell. And Campbell's going to be hit from behind and dropped right at the line of scrimmage for no gain. 
Corey Harden and Zach Taylor in on the tackle for the Lions. Spencer Kandra also got his hands on it. Second down, 10 yards to go for a Beaver first down. They've got Camden out wide to the right-hand side. Thad Phillips out to this near side. He's into the ballgame for the first time. Vesgrove still in a quarterback with Campbell. Moves off to his right out of the pistol. Hand off to Campbell again off left tackle. Now cuts it up the middle across the 45. Or the 35 to the 40. And he's going to take it out near the 44-yard line. That's going to be a gain of 14 on the play for Campbell. And a first down for the Beavers. Nice run by Campbell. Lions up to that point had really been able to shut down the running game. Campbell now five carries. Close to 20 yards on the game. First down 10 from the 44-yard line in their own territory for the Beavers. Childs lines up wing right. He's actually their tight end. They've got Phillips out wide to the right-hand side. Camden wide left. Campbell moves off to the left of Bestgrove, and the handoff goes to Campbell. Campbell takes it around the right side across the 50 into Mount St. Joseph territory, spins off a tackle, and dives forward inside the 45 to the 44-yard line. Nice run. Pickup of 11 yards on the play by Campbell, and he picked up another four or five yards after he did the spin move and got out of a tackle. So it's first and ten for the Beavers at the Lions' 44-yard line. Camden out wide to the left-hand side. Phillips wide right. Duncan's not in the ballgame right now. Tight end right is Childs on the line. Out of the pistol. Handoff goes up the middle from Bestgrove, the backup quarterback to Campbell, and Campbell's going to be hit at the line and dropped right there for no gain. Tavon Robertson came up and made the hit. The initial hit to stop him. Going to give him about a half yard on the carry. Into the contest now at running back is Sean Russell. Russell is a running back freshman out of Sanford, Florida. So Russell is a big, big boy. He is a 250-pounder, 5'10", freshman. Moves off to the left of Bestgrove. Vesgrove is going to run the option. Pitches it off on a shovel pass right up the middle to Childs, the tight end. He's going to be hit at the line and has nowhere to go. No gain on the play. Brings up third down and nine. Boy, the Lions sniffed that one coming. Taylor was in on it, along with Kandra. And Julius Fisher came in and said, let me join this party. So it's third down, nine yards to go. Gardner, the starting quarterback. Off on the sideline after being racked up a few plays ago. Bestgrove still in a QB, and this appears to be a passing situation, but the first pass he threw is that shovel pass. He's going to move Russell off to the right of him out of the pistol. Dropping back, Bestgrove. Bestgrove's going to be hit. They're not even going to give him an opportunity to throw it. He's going to be hit at the 44 and dropped right there for no gain. Fourth down, nine yards to go, and now Bluffton will have to punt the football away. Obviously, Aaron Kreps does not feel comfortable with his backup throwing the football on third down and nine yards to go, so going forward on fourth down is... A no-no, so they'll bring in Adam Duncan to punt the football away. This will be his second punt of the day. Troy Speakman back set to return. 
Speakman back at about his own 10-yard line. Slap to the right, but Duncan gets it away, gets a high knuckleball, and Speakman is going to call for the fair catch, but let it bounce over his head, and it'll be down at the one-yard line. Boy, what a nice 41-yard punt by Duncan with no return, and it's just inside the one-yard line, just outside the end zone. So first down, 10 yards to go for the Lions as the offense comes out onto the field. And if the Lions take this thing down and score, this will be the longest drive they will ever have. That ball, the nose of the football is just off the goal line. Tomlin is going to line up in the pistol with Newman to the left of him in the end zone. Earls is out wide to the left, trips out to the near side. Tomlin looking things over. And now he'll take the snap. Handoff goes to, is that Tommy? Looked like Tommy. You can tell the difference when they run the football, although they look pretty close to the same. And that was Tommy, and he's going to get him a little more room out to about the two-yard line. So bring up second down and call it a long eight yards to go, and that is Trevor Tommy in the ballgame. Or no, that is Newman. It is Newman in the ballgame, just to the right of Tomlin. Fake handoff. Tomlin's going to throw it on the crossing pattern, and it is complete at the 10-yard line. Lions will be shy of the first down by about a yard. Cooper Earls got sandwiched on the play. You heard the crowd with an ooh, but it was Desmere Pitts, the linebacker, coming over from the right side that appeared to be worse for wear on that one, but now he is up. That's Brian Coleman, excuse me. Coleman with the play and now there's a flag on the play or did the yes now they're going to throw another flag not sure what's happening over on that right side but let's find out the officials are going to call it just all of a sudden two flags were thrown and now the official is going to come over and talk with Tyler Hopperton about it Hopperton's not a small guy. He's about 6'1", but this official is towering over him. After the play, dead ball, unsportsmanlike, number 11. He's going to call it unsportsmanlike conduct penalty against Earls. Then we have dead ball, unsportsmanlike, number 11. There will also be a pass after this. Number 11 has been disqualified from the game. Cooper Earls has just been kicked out of the ball game. Now, I'm not sure what he did. But they just called two unsportsmanlike conduct penalties on Cooper Earls, and he has been ejected from the ball game. And Earls is down on the sideline, and he is irate. I don't know where you go when you get kicked out of a game where there's no locker room really to go to. So that's going to move them two half the distance to the goal line penalties. And it's going to take it back to about the two-yard line. So it'll bring down third down and nine yards to go for the Lions. But Cooper Earls is out. Dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin's going to throw the fade up the right-hand side. He's got Panky incomplete. Just threw it past his outstretched hand. So incomplete. It'll bring up fourth down. And now Jerry Porter going to have to punt the football away. And this is almost the identical situation he had last week against Earlham late in the ball game that led to Earlham's only two points of the contest, the safety. And now Porter, with his heels on the back line of the end zone, 
needs to keep his eyes on the football and punt this thing away. Porter on the back edge of the end zone is going to get the snap and he is going to get a high spiral that is going to be taken in at the 43 and brought right down at the 43 and they're going to get the Lions again for I believe a horse collar tackle at the 43 yard line wow Tyler Hanna immediately tackled Hunter Morrison who caught that punt there was no fair catch signaled for and now let's see what they're going to call they're going to say it was a kick catch interference well I don't know how much room you got to have to catch it Morrison had plenty of time to catch it he caught it actually took a jab step and then Tyler grabbed him. I thought it might have been a clothesline tackle call, but they're going to call interference. So that's going to move Bluffton down inside the 30 to the 28-yard line after the 15-yard penalty. Lions showing a lot of movement on that defensive line. Gardner's back into the ball game. Fake handoff rolls out to the left across the 25, and he's going to be brought down at the 23-yard line. Lions have got to keep their heads in the ball game right now. They've had three big penalties, major penalties, called against them in the last 30 seconds. So they have definitely caught the officials' attention. Gain of six on the carry brings up second down, four yards to go. At the 23-yard line of Mount St. Joseph. Campbell in the backfield with Gardner. Gardner now moves Campbell off to the left of him out of the pistol. Trips out to the near side. Handoff goes to Campbell. Now he puts it back into the hands of Duncan. Duncan on the end around across the 20 to the 15 up the far side to the 10. And he's going to be knocked out of bounds by Tyler Hanna at the four-yard line. Bluffton has done a great job of play design this afternoon. And they picked up big yardage on that one. Down a goal to go inside the Lions 5 to the 4. So Camden is back into the ball game on first and goal for the Beavers, looking to tie this thing up with 7.50 left to go in the first half. Campbell lines up right behind Gardner, now moves off to the left-hand side of him. Child's tight end left. Handoff goes to Campbell. Around the right side, he's going to be hit behind the line and dropped at the eighth. Loss of four on the play again. Julius Fisher in on the tackle. Along with Logan Bright. So a four-yard loss takes it back to the eight-yard line. Second and goal now from the eight. Beavers look over to the sideline for the play call. And they're going to send Camden out wide to the left-hand side. Aspicia, who's been rather quiet here in this second quarter, out wide to the right. Campbell on the right side of Gardner. Gardner looking to the right. Now he's going to cut it up the middle. He's going to be hit at the 10 and dropped. Loss of another two on the play, and it'll bring up third down and goal to go, this time from the 10-yard line of the Lions. Lions defensive line has really stiffened up here on the last two plays and not allowed Gardner any room to do anything. 
So it brings up third and goal from the 10. They send out receivers out wide, split out on both sides. Campbell moves to the right of Gardner. Ball in the near hash mark. Third and goal for the Beavers. They'll move Duncan in motion to the far side. Here comes the snap to Gardner. Drops straight back. Looks over the left-hand side. Threw it right into the hands of Speakman. Speakman in the end zone. He picks it up at the 5. Takes it out to the 10. Cuts it to the far side. And he's going to be tripped up and brought down at the 11. Maybe not the best thing that Speakman could do as he intercepted it in the end zone, but... The Lions again bend but don't break, and they'll take it over first and 10 from their own 11-yard line with 6.04 left to go in this first half when we come back. Ascent Safety Solutions focuses on preventing injuries before they happen. Ascent partners with employers to create a strong safety culture through ongoing safety evaluations, writing, and implementing safety policies and procedures, and OSHA-compliant training. Having challenges on the job site, Ascent provides job site inspections, along with temporary and full-time on-site safety staffing across the nation. Ascent Safety Solutions. Together, we can improve lives and reduce claim costs at the same time. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. Well, while you're away, the Lions threw a pass out to the right-hand side, complete across the 15 to the 18-yard line. Gain of seven brings up second down and three yards to go. Tomlin on second and three, looking things over. He's going to hand it off up the middle. And it will go to Tomey, and he's going to take it out across the 25. And now a flag is thrown in on the... That's Williams, excuse me, running the football. He's got the first down after a gain of about nine. Takes it across the 25 out to the 27-yard line, and a flag was thrown. And it's going to be a face-masking penalty, and that's going to be the major kind personal foul. So that'll mark it from the 27 out to the 42. So the Lions get the benefit of a face mask penalty. Moves the football out to the 42. 534 remaining in this first half. Lions again with Williams in the backfield. Michael Williamson in the backfield and He's going to be a pass. Excuse me. That's going to be a run by Williamson. That's Bagnoli. Or Tunstall. Tunstall is into the ball game now. Tunstall caught the pass out on the left-hand side and took it out to the 46-yard line for a gain of four. And now we've got an injury timeout. There's a player down for Bluffton on the field, so we'll take one also. 5.14 left to go. In this first half. And the score now, Mount St. Joseph still up 7 to nothing. Need dinner quick for you and the kids? Hit Facebook right now and order from FNN Good Chicken Tenders on 5102 Crookshank Road. Feed the kids, the family. Order a combo for yourself. Eat garden style or feed the peeps. Let the guys at FNN Good Chicken Tenders cater your next get-together and everyone will thank you. Hand-breaded chicken tenders, homemade sauces, and coleslaw to die for. It's all at FNN Good Chicken Tenders, located at 5102 Crookshank Road. Order now at 451-3000. FNN Good Chicken Tenders. Real chicken, real fast, real good. So after that injury timeout, Lions have it out at the 46-yard line. 
Bring up second down and a long six yards to go. Williamson still in the ball game. Now check that. Yeah, that is Williamson still in the ball game along the right hand side of Tomlin. Williamson gets the handoff up the middle across the 46 out to the 48 yard line. Another gain of two for the Lions and it will bring up third down and about four yards to go for a Lion first down. They need to get it into Bluffton territory at the 48. 4.45 and running left to go in this first half. Paul Miner back into the ball game. He's slot left. Murphy wide left, Glein slot right, and Panky out wide right. Remember, Earls is out of the ball game now. Dropping back, Tomlin throws it out. He's got Miner completed the 45 into Bluffton territory, and he's going to rumble out of bounds at the 39-yard line. 13 yards on the completion and a first down for the Lions. With Earls out of the ball game and Roberts out now due to the injury, Paul Miner becomes even more important. Panky wide right. Glind slot right. Nick Murphy is out wide to the left-hand side. Williamson in the backfield to the right. Fake handoff. Tomlin throws it over the middle. Complete to Miner again at the 30. And he rumbles forward to the 28-yard line. And that will be another first down for the Lions after a gain of 11 on the completion. Takes it to the 27. And about the 28 is where they'll finally spot it. First and 10 for the Lions at the 28 above Bluffton. With 3.55 left to go. Devin Bradley into the ball game now. Rushes in from the sideline. Goes slot left. Murphy wide left. Glines and Panky out to the right side. And Tomlin drops straight back. He's going to be under a heavy rush now. Sees a lot of green. There's a flag thrown in the backfield. Tomlin cuts it across the 30 to the 25. Run out of bounds. Inside the 20, but there's a flag thrown back to where Tomlin got away from the rush, and I think they're going to get the Lions for a hold. As the official will make the pl- call. And it will be a hold called against the Lions. So instead of a big run, it'll be a penalty. And knock it back to the 38-yard line. Williamson stays in the ball game in the backfield. Bradley goes out wide to the right. So you've got Bradley, Panky, and Glines out to the right side. Nick Murphy all alone out here to the near side. Williamson to the right. He's going to get the handoff up the middle across the 35. Cuts to the near side, 30. Got some green, 25-20 to the 15. He's going to be caught from behind and dropped down at the 12-yard line. Big run by Michael Williamson on the play, and another first down for the Lions. Great job by Williamson. He had a lot of room as he just broke through the offensive line. Lions, as I said, they have done a nice job of running the football here today. Williamson, three carries, 25 yards on the day. Newman's got 37, and Tomey's got three. Williamson off to the right of Tomlin. Ball in the near hash mark. Handoff back to Williamson. Cuts to the left. Now cuts back to the middle of the field. Across the 10. And down to the 6. So a gain of 6 on the carry. Brings up 
Second down and four yards to go for the Lions. Down to the six of Bluffton. They can actually get a first down inside the three. Tomlin, as the clock continues to run, two and a half remaining in the half. Still got Williamson in the backfield. Paul Miner, tight end right. Panky out wide to the right. Glines and Murphy on the left side, the near side. Tomlin looks over the defense. No need to even look at the play clock, because now he's calling an audible at the line of scrimmage. Bluffton not coming. Dropping back, Tomlin throws it into the end zone. Over the head of Glines. He was triple teamed and incomplete. That one looked like maybe Tomlin threw it away on purpose. He put it up high, thinking maybe Glines might try to come down with it. But it was well over his head and incomplete. And it brings up third down, four yards to go. Williamson out of the ball game now. Devin Bradley back in, so the Lions will go with the shotgun and receivers out wide. Jaron Tunstall, along with Bradley and Panky, out on the right side. Glines and Murphy to the near side. Third and goal. Tomlin's going to throw it to Glines on the slant. Incomplete touchdown! At the two-minute mark of the first half of action, and the Lions now lead it 13 to nothing. Tomlin gave the defense for Bluffton no time to do anything. He just threw it right to Glines on the slant in, and Glines was a yard deep in the end zone for the score. So the Lions now hard-fought 13 to nothing lead, and Porter will come in to kick the extra point. He has kicked one extra point, and he's 0 for 1 in the field goal department today. Good snap. Porter gets the kick up, and it is good. Two minutes to go in the first half. It's now the Lions 14, Bluffton nothing. It's safe timber at Jake Sweeney Chevrolet Tri-County. Find new roads with Equinox and save up to $5,000. Including our lifetime mechanical protection. We're leading the way at Jake Sweeney Chevrolet. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. D'Angelo Woods and Sykes will be back to return this kickoff from Jerry Porter. Lions on top of it, 14 to nothing, with two minutes to go in this first half of action. Porter approaches the football, gets a high end over end kick that Sykes, again, is going to fair catch right on the goal line. So that'll put the ball out to the 25-yard line, and that's where Bluffton will start first and 10. And they have got two timeouts remaining, I believe, if I can... Nope, they've got three timeouts left with two minutes. So here comes their two-minute drive. Gardner, who had to leave the ball game a little bit ago, came in in the last possession. And he leads the team back out to the... Line of scrimmage. Morrison is going to go out wide to the left-hand side. Wide right is Aspicia. They've got Duncan in the slot on the right-hand side. Campbell in the backfield. Gardner bobbled the snap, then throws it over the middle. Incomplete. 
tried to get it to D'Angelo Woods, and there's a flag thrown. I'm not sure if maybe they got the Lions for getting a hold of Woods a little too soon. Let's see. That's what it'll be. They're going to call it on Julius Fisher. Fisher called for the pass interference. It's a spot foul. Takes it out to the 32-yard line. So it'll be first down and 10 to go from their own 32. Just four seconds elapsed on the play. So Gardner on first and 10 from his own 32. A couple of slaps of the hand. Now takes the snap, throws it over the middle. Incomplete. And again, they're going to get the Lions. That time it's Austin Carter with the pass interference penalty out near the 39-yard line. Same play, different side, same result. Another pass interference against the Lions. Austin Carter is out of Bethel Tate High School. He's been pressed into service at that left outside linebacker position with the injury to Gavin Edmondson. So it's first and ten, ball at the 41-yard line is where they'll say it happened. Gardner drops back. He's going to throw it out onto the right side. It is complete to Morrison, and he's going to be brought down right at the 45-yard line. Morrison's first catch of the day, second down six yards to go after a four-yard gain. Clock continues to run, a minute 35 to go in the half. Gardner again, blitz, throws over the middle, incomplete. And again comes the flag. Boy, the Lions can't defend today because they won't be allowed. Side judge is going to be call the pass interference penalty. And that's going to be, again, I believe, against Fisher. Nope, that time it's against Carter. So three pass interference penalties against the Lions have moved the Beavers inside the Lions' territory down to the 47-yard line. Campbell to the right of Gardner. Clock at a minute 31. Dropping back. Gardner throws it over on the left-hand side to Duncan. Complete, and he's going to be run out of bounds at the 42. So that'll be a gain of five. But Bluffton has got down here thanks to three pass interference penalties called against the Lions. Brings up second down. They're going to give him just four in that completion. Second down and six. Trips out to the far side. Now out of the empty backfield, it'll be a shotgun formation for Gardner. Gardner drops back. He's going to throw it over the left-hand side, and it is incomplete in and out of the hands of Campbell. And now another flag has been thrown. Tyler Hanna... And Aspicia got into it over on the sideline, and the flag was thrown immediately by the head linesman. Let's see what they're going to call, who it's going to be against. It's either against Tyler Hanna or Aspicia. The officials are going to confer on this. I didn't see the scuffle. I didn't see what happened, but that was a pass to Campbell. The Campbell just went... Let go right in and out of his hands, and now here comes the call. There are two fouls on the play. The personal foul, blocking the passer, number 90, that's a 15-yard penalty and an automatic first down. Coming a dead ball, unsportsmanlike, 
number 81 on the offense, 16 yard penalty. The result, first down. So, you get two unsportsmanlike conduct penalties against each team. And let's see where they end up spotting the football. Is it just going to stay right at? Basically, it ends up being offsetting penalties. So the ball stays at the 43-yard line, but it'll be first down for Bluffton. So Gardner... With a minute 23 left to go in the half, drops straight back after the snap. He's going to step up in the pocket. Then he's going to be hit from behind and brought down. And they're going to call a hog tie, horse collar tackle against the Lions, against Gardner. Gardner got away from the Lions' defensive line. And here's one of those times where the Lions have just got to... Keep their head. Gardner got past the Lions' defensive line, and they reached up, grabbed him from behind, and brought him down. So that is going to knock it down 15 more yards inside the 30, down to the 28. Lions have been their own worst enemy in this drive. Been penalized five times in this drive alone. So they'll take it down to the 27-yard line. Clock at 118 left to go in this first half. Gardner on first and 10. As the official now signals the clock in play, Gardner now looks back at him. Now he's going to take the snap from center. Lions showing blitz on the right side. Here they come. Gardner's going to throw it over the middle. Incomplete. That time, Carter... Got away with the knockaway because he kept his left arm down by his side and just reached in with the right hand and knocked the ball away. So an incompletion brings up second down, 10 yards to go for the Beavers. Campbell to the left. Clock at a minute four. Still three timeouts left for the Beavers. Ball at the 27-yard line. Hand off to Campbell right up the middle. Campbell's going to take it inside the 25 and down to the 20. Be a gain of eight, and now the Beavers will use one of their three remaining timeouts. It'll bring up a third down, two yards to go. When we return, 57 seconds left to go in the half. It's the Lions 14, Bluffton nothing. Every day of the week is a party at JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Start with Saturdays where JTAPS is your official stop for Mount St. Joe's football before and after the game. On Sunday is the NFL Sunday ticket. See a different game on every screen. And while you're there, check out the great service while enjoying all the different entrees on the JTAPS menu. It's wing night for Monday Night Football. Tuesday is boneless wing night. And Wednesday, stop by for gyro night. It's the place to be. Open every day at 11. JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. Well, this has not been one of your textbook drives by Bluffton. They have been aided by several penalties, but the Lions have been their own worst enemy here. On this drive, they lead it by two touchdowns, 14 to nothing. And the ball resting at the 20-yard line, and after this timeout taken by Bluffton, they will have a third down and a long two situation. They need to get it inside the 18 near the 17-yard line. So call it three on third down. Now they've got two men right in front of Gardner to add for protection, and Gardner's going to keep it. 
And he's going to run it inside the 15 to the 10 and down to the 5. And that was not Gardner. That was Isaac Zikafus, I believe. Or was it Nobus? That might have been Zachary Nobus out of Bryan, Ohio. The It is Zach Nobus. Nobus, a 225-pounder. He's going to stay in, and they just ran it up the middle, picked up the first down. They're going to do it again. Nobus inside the five, down to the three. And that will bring in another timeout taken by Bluffton as they've got a second-and-goal situation down at the three. Zach Nobus came in from Bryan, Ohio. He's a freshman quarterback. About six feet, 200 pounds, but he looks bigger than 200, believe me. He looks closer to 215, maybe 220. The Golden Bears up there in northwest Ohio, they've got some good athletes. Aaron Krebs has done a nice job of recruiting up in the northwest Ohio area with this football team. And he brought in Nobus as a change of pace, and they put two men in front of him, and he just ran the ball right up the middle and picked up the first down. Second time, he got stopped at about the four-yard line. So it will be second and goal from the four-yard line of the Lions after this timeout. Bluffton will have one timeout remaining. 32 seconds remaining in the first half. Been a very entertaining first half, but it's been one that the Lions have really beat up on themselves, both offensively and defensively. Nobus is going to stay in the ball game. He's got two men right in front of him. Campbell's one, and he's going to take it himself off the left-hand side. He's going to be hit at the five, struggle forward, get it down to the two. So Nobus takes it up for another two yards, and Bluffton will use their final timeout. And it'll bring up third and goal from the two-yard line. The Lions have been this way the entire season. They bend but do not break. And right now they've got a two-touchdown lead with 22 seconds to go in this first half. And they lead it 14 to nothing. But that's Zach Nobis has come in, and basically they've just snapped it directly to him out of the shotgun, and he's just run the football right up the middle. Let's see if they stay with that formula. This is something that they didn't appear to show against Hanover, but they are showing it here, bringing in a new wrinkle in this game. That is Zikafus? That's not Novus, it's Zikafus. I was right the first time. <laughs> so Zikafus, the right defensive end, now he's out of the ball game. They've taken him out. So that was Zikafus, not Nobus. And Gardner is late getting onto the field. They're taking Zikafus out and bringing Gardner back in. Everybody came out onto the field, and Campbell looked at the sideline and said, We don't have a quarterback. So Gardner had to hustle in. So here we go, third and goal from the two. Gardner with Campbell to his right, hand off to Campbell. Campbell right up the middle into the end zone for the score. So Bluffton is going to cut the lead down to at least eight, maybe seven. With 17 seconds to go in this first half of action. Bluffton gets the score, but I'll tell you one thing. 
Tyler Hopperton's going to have a lot to say to this team at halftime about these unsportsmanlike conduct penalties. And Rick Thompson will have to talk about the pass interference penalties. Duncan in to attempt the extra point. Snap is down and a flag is thrown during the snap. And it'll be illegal procedure called against Bluffton. So they'll move it backwards. And they'll re-kick, retry the extra point. So basically this is going to end up being about a 25-yard field goal attempt for one point by Duncan. 14-6. to Lions lead it. Snap is good. Duncan gets the kick away. And it is good. So we've got 17 seconds left to go in the half. It is now 14-7. Lions on top of it. And you would anticipate that basically they may just... If Speakman can't do anything with this kickoff return, if they even bother to kick it off deep to it, then the Lions would just take a knee and go in at the end of the half with just 17 seconds left to go. But it all depends upon the return by Speakman. Of course, Speakman can do some amazing things back there in a return situation. He's he's going back to return this kickoff along with Aurelius Walters. Speakman has been outstanding this year. Tate Smith's going to kick it off. He's out of Oak Harbor. Tate Smith will kick off the ball. Don't forget that the Lions are going to get the football to start the second half of action. Walters on the near side, Speakman on the far side, and Speakman's the one you want to look at. Smith is a left-footed kicker, and he approaches it, and he's going to kick it deep. It's going to go to Walters. Walters is going to let it bounce. He's got Speakman right behind him. Walters cuts it to the right. He's going to be spun and brought down at the 22-yard line. There for a second, it looked like Walters may go ahead and lateral the football to Speakman, but he kept a hold of it and is brought down at the 22. So it's first and 10 for the Lions, and let's see what they decide to do with 11 seconds left to go. And they're just going to go into victory formation. Tomlin, this is one of the few times you'll see him go under center. Goes under center, takes the snap, and he just takes a couple of steps backward, takes the knee, and that'll do it here at the end of the first half of action from Dwayne Salzman Stadium on the campus of Bluffton University. And your score at the end of the first half is now the Lions 14 and Bluffton 7. Sport is the common denominator in the world. If there's any place where there's equality, it's really in sports. RISE stands for the Ross Initiative in Sports for Equality. We're dedicated to promoting understanding, respect, and equality in sports and beyond. With the country struggling with race, we believe it's time for the sports industry to come together and really unite the nation. We want people to speak up, take the pledge, and rise up against racism. And we'll rise up. I pledge. I pledge to treat everyone with respect, respect, and dignity. I will not tolerate discrimination or harassment of any kind. 
I will speak up. Speak up whenever I know discrimination is happening. And I will stand up. Get up. Rise up for victims. Take the pledge at risetowin.org. Lions are up 14-7 to here at the end of the first half of action, but like I said, they've been their own worst enemy. Chayton Tomlin a little bit off today, and the Lions need to get their heads back into this one as they head into homecoming next week against Manchester. Lions took the lead early in the second quarter with 14.03 left to go in it when Nick Murphy caught a seven-yard pass from Tomlin. Jerry Porter added the extra point, and after their first scoreless first quarter of the year, the Lions early in the second quarter had the lead at 7 to nothing. Then they took a 14 to nothing lead with two minutes exactly left to go in the first half when A.J. Glines caught a six-yard touchdown pass from Chayton Tomlin. Jerry Porter again added the extra point, and it was 14 to nothing. The Lions led the football game. But then with a penalty-aided drive up the field, Bluffton cut the lead in half when Campbell took it in from two yards out with 17 seconds left to go. In the first half of action, the extra point was added by Duncan, and that made it a 14-7 to game, which is exactly where we're at here at the half, 14-7. to We'll be back with our halftime festivities here on UltimateSportsTalk.com after this. This Mount St. Joseph football broadcast is made possible by the Wishbone Tavern on Delhi Avenue. Iron Sharpens Iron. Call now at 513-383-9773. Sunday's Pub at 8582 Winton Road. And Ascent Safety Solutions. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. I learned a lot of valuable lessons playing college football. I never thought about the health benefits of exercise until I actually started to talk to coaches in college. It's not only just for performance, it's for life. My coaches instilled the importance of well-being, not only building up strength, mental health, getting enough sleep, eating properly, it's all what it is to be healthy. I decided that I want to go into personal trainer and share my knowledge that I obtained in college about physical and mental well-being. Back here at halftime, it is 14-7. to The Lions on top of Bluffton. Let's take a look at the scoreboard around the Heartland Conference so far this afternoon. And a big game happening at Franklin, where Rose Holman, the Fighting Engineers, are leading at halftime over Franklin, 21-14. to Manchester, the Lions' next opponent, that's coming up next week at Schuler Field, blanking Earlham 34 to nothing. That's at the end of the first half. And Hanover is shutting out Anderson at the end of one. That scores Hanover 14 and Anderson nothing. Well, if you've been watching the Mount St. Joseph site on Facebook and also Twitter, you know that Blake Watson and the rest of the athletic department for the Lions has been putting on an episodics feature called The Hunt. And that is the hunt for the Lions' quest for a Heartland Conference championship. One of the primary filmmakers of this feature is Matt Morris, and I had an opportunity to talk with Matt earlier this week. Matt, we're at halftime here this afternoon, and let's talk a little bit about this episodic feature that you guys have going here this year called The Hunt. First of all, who came up with the idea, and what was the the germination of the idea for that? Uh, Well, the idea for the series was kind of a combination of myself, uh, Blake Watson, our SID, and our social media coordinator, uh, John Moore at the Mount, and uh, we all we kind of wanted to spotlight an athletic team here, the university, to kind of showcase 
uh, not obviously the accomplishments on the field, but the accomplishments off the field as well. Some of the behind-the-scenes footage, almost like a, uh, a Netflix-type series like Last Chance U or a, a Hard Knocks thing that HBO does. And when you do it, do you have complete uh, uh, access to everything? Yeah, I mean, Coach Hop's real cool about it. He lets me, you know, in the locker room and team meetings, you know, ride with the team, uh, go to walkthroughs. Obviously, I'm at every practice and game. So, you know, pretty much anything I want to film, Coach Hop allows it and gives me complete access of it. Who came up with the uh, the name for it? Uh, it was myself and Blake. We kind of combined uh, minds on that, came up with a catchy little uh, hunt for the Heartland since we're in the Heartland Conference. Now, do you handle all the filming? Yes, I film everything. Uh, every practice, meeting, and walkthrough you see is filmed uh, on my phone. Uh, just on the phone? Just on the iPhone, nothing else. Talk a little bit about how you put this together, what you use, what your ideas are. Do you go through the ideas with everybody else? Well, the ideas I usually take, uh, I, you know, I follow other big Division One programs on Twitter and social media, and I kind of pull ideas, bits and pieces here and there, as well as obviously from a series like Last Chance U and things like that. So when I go out and I film, you know, a lot of it I try to pull and say, okay, what camera angles will work, what camera angle looks good uh, during games, obviously, because we have the press box view, but, you know, what looks good on the sideline, do I want to get players' reactions, uh, I want to get coaches at practice, you know, obviously coaching players during drills and whatnot. Those are other things that I want to include, too. So every day it's something different. Every day I try to shoot, you know, maybe Tuesday it's individual drills at practice. Maybe Wednesday or Thursday it's more team stuff or special teams or whatever whatever it is. So each day is different, but, I, you know, I kind of have a general script for each day when I go into film. A lot of people are going to look at this and say, okay, You've got so many feet of film. When I was growing up, it was feet of film. Now it's bites. So tell me, how much bites of of action do you have, and how much do you actually use for the series? Well, in a given week, I'll probably have, at the end of practicing in games total, I'll probably have upwards of 200 to 300 video clips or pictures. And what actually makes the actual episodes and videos is maybe is eight minutes worth, so probably... Usually 15 clips of practice, usually 15 to 16 plays from the game, a couple other little vocal clips, a couple of minutes of interviews with Coach Hop or a couple other coaches. But out of the 200 clips I have, maybe 30 to 40 make it on an actual episode. And, and the coaches have given you complete access even at halftime during their meetings, haven't they? Yeah, everything, you know, pregame speeches in the locker room, I'm there for those. Halftime speeches and, and, and moments like that, I'm there for those. And obviously postgame on the field, I'm there for all of it. When when do you actually start putting this together, immediately following the game? Yeah, so what I'll do is as soon as I get done with the game on the bus or as soon as I get back home, I'll, you know, sync it up to my computer, plug it in, transfer all the all the video clips and all the pictures I have from my phone over to my computer and then start sorting through them and trimming clips down for length or for content or whatever it may be and start the work right there. You know, my, my niece loves stuff like this also. When did you first get interested in doing this? I first got interested in it uh, watching season one of Last Chance U. I said it would be really cool. You know, that was back when I was a student at the Mount before I graduated, and I thought it would be really cool. I said, man, if we could have this for a Division three program like the Mount specifically, a little bias there, but, you know, for the Mount specifically, I said this would be really cool to showcase because everyone knows what Bama does, everyone knows what Clemson does, and Ohio State and programs like that, but to showcase a program in a small market, Division three school like uh, the Mount is something I've always wanted to do. How do you take an idea and put it into access on film? How do you do that? 
Uh, well, it's pretty, you know, it's it's pretty straightforward, you know, taking, like I said earlier, you know, taking clips from, you know, different other Division One programs, bigger schools, NFL teams even sometimes, or even other sports, and taking that idea and say, okay, well, how would this work at the Mount? Well, for HBO, for Hard Knocks, it's unfiltered. Netflix is unfiltered and uncensored. So if somebody happens to slip up at practice vocally, I can't really include that. So the ideas I take from these other programs and other stuff that I kind of pull from uh, for inspiration and stuff, it's really, you know, I just kind of have to approach it in a different way at the Mount, but similar style, I guess is how I would put it. How many times you got to edit? I got it a lot. Not, not, not too, not too much. It's more so not blatantly. It's usually just like I'll be filming and somebody in the background will drop a pass or something in practice, and I'll not, and it'll pick up on the camera on the microphone. So it's not too, it's not as bad as people might think it'd be. Do you have any plans for it going forward? Maybe expanding it or doing doing something big at the end of the year? Uh, well, obviously, I mean, our goal is to win conference and make it to the playoffs. And if that happens, I mean, we're absolutely going to keep – we'll keep putting out episodes as long as we keep winning. You know, I've told the coaches and guys that. So the more episodes, the better. I'm not going to complain about it. And I know nobody on the team will. But, uh, you know, going forward, I mean, the actual series style at the mound, I mean, I, it, you know, I know we plan on doing other sports, you know, uh, like wrestling and softball we plan on doing in the spring to kind of highlight not just football because we are more than football at the mound. Obviously, we have other sports as well. So, you know, going forward, obviously, however long I'm at the mound, I'll, I'll keep doing it. But, uh, you know, obviously for this season alone for football, you know, if we keep winning, there's going to keep being episodes, whether people like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think everybody's liking it. Matt, you take my play-by-play and implement it into the episodes. I think it sounds great myself. You guys make me sound good. How do you actually do that? What's the format for that? So what I'll do is I'll have all the video clips and the entire episode lined out. And I'll have all the highlights from the game that I filmed that I'm going to use for the episode that week on my computer on the program I use. And then I'll go on to ultimatesportstalk.com on your website where you have your audio for the games. And I'll download your full transcript. So I'll, whatever, if it's two and a half hours, if it's three and a half, if it's three hours, whatever, however long it is, I'll download that. And then I simply put it onto my program, listen to the audio, and kind of pick and choose and try to find and sort through, uh, you know, where the where the touchdowns are, where the big plays, where, you know, your voice kind of fluctuated up and you got a little more uh, style in there, a little louder. So I just kind of have to sort, find those clips, and then I just match them up to the plays and then trim down the audio so that it fits well. And, you know, the yard line you're yelling out is correct with the guy where he's running. So it's it's a long process sometimes. And there's a lot of times where you'll you'll take the video and you'll run it into a slow motion. I saw you did that with Panky a couple of weeks ago where he put the juke move on. That looked really good. Yeah, I mean, anytime you get a guy like Panky who's agile and athletic enough to just, you know, break the ankles on a defender like he did in the open field on that, that poor kid at Earlham. But, yeah, anytime guys like that, you know, we're fortunate here at the Mount we have enough skill guys that are – quick and agile that can do those type of moves and anytime I get a chance to showcase that and say you know you want to be able to look at that and focus on wow that guy really actually left that dude in the dust like those things are just awesome to highlight for me all right I would be remiss if I didn't ask you this one at the end of the year is there going to be a bloopers reel there has been some some feelings out there from some of the guys they want to see some blooper reels they want to see some of the funny stuff that i haven't put on episodes i know i have some clips of guys dancing and some things like that that i want to put on there and uh if i get enough content that that's worthy i don't have to to edit too much of it out then uh, yeah i think a blooper reel would be pretty appropriate for it matt it's outstanding the hunt and i really like it i know everybody else does congratulations
I appreciate it. Thank you. And everybody keep watching. Follow uh, MSJ Athletics on Facebook. MSJ Football is now on Facebook and Instagram. And obviously follow MSJ Athletics on Twitter and YouTube as well to keep watching uh, every week's episode. Matt Morris here at halftime. It is an excellent series going on called The Hunt. You can check it out, as Matt said, on just about everything, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, one of the things is is that he talks about the blooper reel and some of the, the dancing. I can't remember what defensive backs it was. Blake Watson, who's probably listening, could text me and tell me who it was. But one of the episodes was when the Lions had an interception and one of the DBs came up and frisked the interceptor uh, for theft like he was a police officer. and uh, The Lions didn't get flagged for it, but that was one of them that ended up on the episode of The Hunt. Right now we have got about seven minutes before the beginning of the second half of action here from Bluffton. Lions on top of it 14-7, to and the stats are extremely ugly. We'll look at those when we come back after this. What do you wish for? A nice life? Nice things? Or do you wish for something more? A sense of purpose? Do you wish to discover a cure? To write code that cracks an unsolvable question? To further our exploration into space? Or to invent something that changes everything right here on Earth? Well, if that's your wish, make yourself ready. Because when you look back, you'll see that you didn't just make wishes. You realize them. In the game of life, it's not how far you can throw the ball. It's not how high you can fly. It's not how fast you can run. Or how many touchdowns you can score that matters. It's really how you play the game that counts. Because the game only lasts four quarters. For a few years. For that moment in time. Good sportsmanship. 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 Last a lifetime. Well, the big thing that stands out at you when you look at the stats of the first half is the penalties. The Lions have already been penalized in the first half 12 times for 107 yards. Bluffton four times for 25 yards. Now, I'm not saying the Lions have not... uh, deserved some of those penalties but that's one thing that the coaching staff is going to have to get a handle on is the number of penalties so they've all been basically of the unsportsmanlike conduct or pass interference kind also and that's why 12 penalties for 107 yards you can't win a lot of football games that way Chayton Tomlin not having a Tomlin-esque day at quarterback today for the Lions he is 13 of 22 passing For 121 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, which was only his second interception of the season. Right now, the Lions are being led in rushing by Mike Williamson. He's got four rushes for 43 yards, a long of 26. Colby Newman, five carries, 26 yards on the ground. And Trevor Tomey has added three yards on two carries. Nobody really picking up the slack as far as the receiving is concerned, but Tomlin is really spreading the wealth around. They've got seven receive, excuse me, eight receivers that have caught passes today. Three going to A.J. Glines for 35 yards. Nick Murphy and Paul Miner have each caught 
two passes. Chase Pankey has caught a pair of passes also for 20 yards. And then you've got Cooper Earls, who's out of the ballgame. Trevor Tomey, Colby Newman, Jaron Tunstall have each caught one pass each in the ballgame. As far as Bluffton is concerned, their passing quarterback, Plummy Gardner, 6 of 12 in the ballgame for 87 yards, and he's got two interceptions. Trenton Besgrove came in to handle one series when Gardner had to go out of the game with an injury. He was one for one. That was a shovel pass of about two yards in the contest. It went for no gain. As far as rushing is concerned, Drake Campbell's carried the ball 10 times, 46 yards in the contest. Then they've got Plummy Gardner has carried it seven times, but he's only picked up two yards in the ballgame. Isaac Zikafus, boy, when he came in and ran that shotgun formation, carried the ball three times for 18 yards, along with 15, which picked up a first down. Kenyon Camden has caught two passes. They all came in the same drive. As a matter of fact, they were back-to-back for 59 yards. One was along of 31. Hunter Morrison, Drake Campbell, Adam Duncan, Louis Esposicia, and Case Childs have each caught one pass in the ballgame. As far as first downs are concerned, the Lions have been out first downed by Bluffton, 13-9 to in the ballgame. Time of possession, well, that goes to Bluffton also. 16.54 in time of possession to just 13.06 for the Lions, something that they are not accustomed to doing here today. The big key for the Lions has been they've been able to get turnovers in the contest. They've got one fumble recovery and two interceptions here this afternoon. But when you look at the scoreboard, it's still just a seven-point Lion lead. 14 to 7 here as we enter the second half of action and the Lions will get the opening kickoff here in the second half. I'm Dave Mitchell. 14-7 Lions on top of it. Second half action is next on ultimatesportstalk.com. This Mount St. Joseph football broadcast is made possible by F and Good Chicken Tenders. Call now to order at 513-451-3000. The Mount St. Joseph University. JTAP Sports Bar. Jake Sweeney Auto, and La Rosa's Pizza on Rapid Run Road. Call 513-347-1111. State middle and high schools are now requiring service learning hours. The number of high school students who volunteer nearly doubled the number of college students. In 2004, the percent of college students who volunteer peaked at 31.2%. By 2010, that rate dropped to 26.1%. Once students get to college, many feel like they have too many other obligations and not enough time to volunteer. But these students are missing out on an enriching experience. As a volunteer, you will step out of your comfort zone working in teams with people of all ages and different backgrounds. You will have the chance to increase your social and relationship skills. You will be able to apply what you learned in the classroom to the real world. You will acquire skills that will help build your resume and make you a more competitive job applicant. And best of all, volunteering will create a positive change in your community and make you feel good. So try to balance your time and find a few hours where you can volunteer with one of the many amazing organizations in your community. There is a volunteering opportunity out there for everyone and many resources you can use to find what will best fit you. Dave Mitchell back here at Bluffton University. Lions on top of it by a touchdown elsewhere around the conference. Hanover beating up on Anderson at halftime 34-8. to Rose Holman leading by a touchdown over Franklin, 21-14, to and Manchester blanking Earlham. Earlham going to go down to their 48th consecutive loss, 
34 nothing. That's with 12 minutes left to go in the third quarter. Lions will be going from right to left across your computer screen as they will get the opening kickoff of the second half of action. Kicking it off for Bluffton will be Tate Smith, the freshman kicker out of Oak Harbor. Smith, a left footer. Speakman is back with Panky to return this kickoff for the Lions. They lead it 14-7, to and let's see if they've changed anything going in to the locker room at halftime. Speakman is going to take it in at his 12. Cuts it to the middle of the field, now to the near side, to the 15, to the 20. Cuts it up to the 25, to the 30, and skips out of bounds across the 30, out to the about the 31-yard line. Return of about 18 on the return for Speakman, and the Lions will take over first and 10, minus Grayson Roberts, who was not playing at all today because of a foot injury, and Cooper Earls at the wide receiver spot, who is out because he was ejected in the first half. So the Lions, their wide receiving core, they're going deep on the depth chart here today. Tomlin? Is going to take the opening snap, hand it off to Williamson, across the 30 to the 35 to the 40, and he's going to take it out to the 45-yard line and struggles across the 45 to the 46 for a 15-yard run and a first down right off the bat by the Lions running back. Williamson has been actually the third running back on the depth chart for the Lions this year, but today he's getting a lot of carries. First and ten for the Lions at their own 46-yard line. Tomlin out of the pistol. He's going to drop back. Look out to the right-hand side. He's got a receiver up the field, and it's incomplete. He just overthrew Panky by a couple of yards. And that's what I mean. Tomlin just has not been Tomlin-esque here today. He has not been as accurate as he normally is. He's overthrown a couple of receivers that normally he just would not overthrow. But still, the Lions have the lead by seven. Williamson in the backfield, second down ten from the 46. Tomlin has got Miner, tight end right, actually lined up at a wing. Receivers out wide on both sides. Tomlin, handoff to Williamson, cuts it out to the near side, across the 45, out to the 47-yard line, gain of about a yard. And it will be third down, nine yards to go for the Lions. Lions, as I said, they've done an excellent job of running the football here today, and Williamson, part of that. Lions come up in the pistol formation. Williamson, 58 yards on the ground so far today. Third and nine for the Lions. Williamson to the left of Tomlin. Receivers out wide on both sides from the 47. Dropping back, Tomlin looks out to the right. He's going to throw the ball, complete to Glines for the first down at the 42-yard line of Bluffton. Ten yards on the reception for A.J. Glines, and he's got the first down. So the Lions, the drive continues to run. They've got it at the 42 of Bluffton. Williamson stays in. Nick Murphy out to the left-hand side. Darren Bradley into the ballgame. Now Panky left the ballgame. Looked like he may have sprained an ankle. Glines out slot left. 
Williamson to the right of Tomlin. Ball on the far hash mark out of the pistol. Fake handoff. Tomlin now rolls out to the right. Gets away from a rusher. Throws it out into the flat. Incomplete, but there's going to be pass interference. And then there's a flag thrown by the side judge at the time of the snap. So let's see. It could be offsetting penalties. One's going to be pass interference against Bluffton. But the side judge threw the flag, and let's see what that's going to be. As the officials will confer, and now the side judge who threw his flag is going to walk over and talk to our head referee, Matt Bushy, here this afternoon. And they continue to talk about it near the 40-yard line, and now they will give us the call. Number two, on the play, holding. Number three, on the offense. And we have defensive pass interference. So offsetting pass interference and then holding against the Lions. So offsetting penalties. And we'll replay the down with 13.08 left to go in the third quarter. Lions have taken the opening kickoff down to the Bluffton 42-yard line. First and 10 for the Lions. Now we'll just replay it from the 42. Williamson to the right of Tomlin. Minor tight end right. Lines up at a wing. Now hand off to Williamson. Right up the middle. Skirts across the 40. Cuts it to the near side to the 35-30. 25-20. He's going to be grabbed around the shoulder pads and spun out of bounds at the 16-yard line. Boy, a great run by Williamson. He's close to a 100-yard day on the ground for the Lions. And they've got it first and 10 at the Bluffton 16-yard line. Lions, like we said, they have done a great job of keeping that defensive line honest that they came in fearing so much just by being able to run the football against them. Glines and Panky are out wide to the right-hand side. Nick Murphy, sole receiver, out to the left. Paul Miner, tight end right, lines up off the line of scrimmage. Williamson is going to get the handoff from Tomlin out of the pistol across the 15 and down to the 13-yard line. Another three yards on the ground for... Michael Williamson. He's got eight carries for 88 yards unofficially here this afternoon. Easily his, one of his best games of the year. Second down, seven yards to go for the Lions inside the 15 of Bluffton. Clock continues to run, 12 minutes to go in the third. Tomlin takes the handoff, out of play action, steps up into the pocket, now rolls out to the right, breaks a tackle, throws it into the end zone, and it is knocked down. Panky was open, but the defender came back, Don Donavian Clark. Clark came back out of Bowser High School in Toledo to knock that pass away. Nice defensive play by Bluffton, and that'll bring up third down, seven yards to go for the Lions. Now Miner is going to come out of the ball game, and Devin Bradley will come in. Michael Williamson is going to stay in the backfield. And why shouldn't he? The way he's running the football today. But that offensive line's done a great job of opening up holes. Now bunch formation for the Lions. They've got stack on both sides. Williamson in the backfield on third and eight. Tomlin steps up in the pocket. Now runs to the right. He's going to be brought down at the 17-yard line. Loss of four. First sack of the afternoon for Bluffton, and Jerry Porter will come in to attempt a field goal. Tomlin, his first sack of the afternoon, caused by the Bluffton Beaver defense. 
Brings up fourth down, calling 11 yards to go. And Porter will come in to attempt a 34-yard field goal. He's 0 for 1. Missed one from 35 earlier. 11-15 and running. Here in this third quarter. Porter gets the snap. Kick is up. Low line drive kick, and it is wide left. 11.05 to go in this third quarter of play, and your score is still Mount St. Joseph 14, Bluffton 7. Everyone loves pizza. But when people who love to serve their family recipes come together with people who really love to enjoy them, that's when the magic happens. That's the recipe for happy. Now, who's hungry? La Rosa's Family Pizzeria. The recipe for happy. Order La Rosa's Pizza now at 347-1111. Jerry Porter misses the 34-yard field goal attempt, and Bluffton takes over first and 10 at their own 20-yard line, and a flag has been thrown. Looks like a legal procedure called against the Beavers to start this drive for them, and now they go backwards. So a false start called against the offensive line of the Beavers. And it'll bring up first and 15 as they get marked back to their own 15-yard line. Gardner will look over to the line, the sideline to get the play. Going out wide to the right is Aspicia. Wide left is Thad Phillips. Phillips has played a lot from the second quarter on. Moving in motion is Childs, the tight end, and then Childs move forward and push the left tackle down, and he'll be called for illegal procedure. I think Childs missed the snap count there. He just moved to the left in motion and then ran right into the back of his left tackle, who was in his set position. You don't see that very often. That'll mark it back to the 10 and bring up first down and 20. Duncan is going to leave the ball game now, and coming in at the receiver spot is Caleb Heilman. Heilman out of Tippecanoe. Phillips out wide to the left. Aspicia wide right. Gardner's going to hand it off to Campbell, and Campbell's going to be hit right at the line and drop for no gain at all. Lions defensive line got in and caused penetration and stopped anything from happening. Corey Harden and Zach Taylor in on this tackle. Second down, 20 yards to go. Bluffton deep in their own territory at their own 10. Lions took the opening kickoff down the field, missed the 34-yard field goal attempt, and now Bluffton with their first possession of the second half. Campbell's going to line up right behind Gardner out of the pistol. Tight end right is Childs. Phillips out wide to the left-hand side, a species to the right. Hand off to Campbell. Campbell right up the middle. He's going to struggle forward, maybe get about a yard. They may put him out to the 12, so a gain of two on the carry. And he'll bring up third down and 18 yards to go. Now the Lions will bring in their nickel package in the backfield. So it brings down third down and 18 yards to go. Gardner looking over to the sideline. Bluffton moving backwards, but they're still only down by a touchdown here. This is still anybody's ball game. 
Duncan is back into the ball game. Heilman checks out. He goes out slot left. Phillips out wide to the left-hand side. Campbell moves to the right of the quarterback, Gardner. Fake handoff. Now they're going to throw it up the right-hand side, and it's going to be over the head of the intended receiver, Aspicia. He was double-covered by Robertson and Tyler Hanna. So incomplete, and it's punting time now for Bluffton as they will kick the ball away from almost their own goal line. Speakman in his own territory at about the 45 to return this punt. Nine and a half left to go in this third quarter. Good snap, Duncan. Low line drive kick, returnable, picked off by Speakman. Speakman to the 45-40, 35-30, up the far side to the 25. He's going to be brought down at the 21-yard line. Boy, the minute that thing left Duncan's foot, you knew Speakman was going to get some big yardage, and he got a running start, caught it, took it back to the 22-yard line in Bluffton territory, and that's where the Lions will set up first and 10 for their second possession here in the second half at the Bluffton 22. 9.27 left to go. 9.21, excuse me, left to go in this third quarter. Glines is out wide to the right-hand side. Minor, tight end right. Panky and Murphy are out to the left-hand side. Williamson stays in the ball game at the running back position. Ball in the far hash mark out of the pistol. Tomlin is going to throw it on a crossing pattern to Miner. Completed the 15. He's going to skip out of bounds at the 10. Nice little play design there by Caleb Correll and the rest of the Lions offense. That's going to be a gain of 12, and it'll be first and goal for the Lions at the 10 of Bluffton. Miner, who just caught that pass, lines up on the right side. Tomlin with Williamson to his right. Ball on the far hash mark. He's going to hand it off to Williamson. Off the right tackle. Inside the 10, down to the 5. Williamson really running hard today. He's close to 100 yards in the afternoon. And it brings up second and goal, this time from the 5-yard line of the Beavers. Miner with three catches today. Williamson... Eight runs, 88 yards. Second and goal from the five of Bluffton. Eight and a half left to go in this third quarter. Fake handoff to Williamson. Tomlin rolls out to the right. He's just going to unload it and get rid of it. He was Zikafus. Now is down. Zikafus put a rush on, and Tomlin managed to step away from it, but he saw nobody was open, and Zikafus, something's wrong with his right ankle. As he put the heavy rush upon Tomlin, and he is down at about the 15-yard line. Boy, you hate to see that out of a kid like Zikafus who can do so many things for this Beavers team. And he's down on the far side. 8.22 left to go in the third quarter. We're going to take a timeout here while Zikafus is down getting attended to. Your score here in the third, it is Mount St. Joseph 14 and the Beavers 7. Ascent Safety Solutions focuses on preventing injuries before they happen. Ascent partners with employers to create a strong safety culture through ongoing safety evaluations, writing, and implementing safety policies and procedures and OSHA-compliant training. Having challenges on the job site? Ascent provides job site inspections, along with temporary and full-time on-site safety staffing across the nation. Ascent Safety Solutions. Together, we can improve lives and reduce claim costs at the same time. 
Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. Well, the good news is that Zikafus is up and is getting off the field under his own power. The bad news for the Beavers is he's got to leave the ball game for a play. And this is a big play. Third down goal to go for the Lions at the Bluffton five-yard line. 8.22 remaining to go in the third quarter. Big, big play for both teams. Lions lead it by a touchdown, 14-7. to Moving in motion is Panky. Panky's going to get it on the jet around the right side. He's going to take it near the end zone. Dives to the pylon. Touchdown! They'll give him the credit for the touchdown as Panky and now Glines is down near the two-yard line, and he's hurt. Boy, we saw a lot of players get hurt last night in the Roger bacon Chaminade julian game, and today is about the same thing. The Lions came in without Gavin Edmondson and Grayson Roberts. They lost Cooper Earls early in the contest, and now A.J. Glines, their leading receiver, is down near the two-yard line after that five-yard touchdown run to Chase Pankey. You could almost call that a pass, I guess. They, they may call it a shovel pass. I don't know. But nonetheless, it's still a touchdown for Panky around the right-hand side on the jet. Now Glines is sitting up, and now he's up on his feet. And he appears to be okay as he's walking off the field. Eight sixteen left to go. In this third quarter, Lions lead it now 20-7, to and Jerry Porter will come in to attempt the extra point. So the Lions, after the long return by Troy Speakman, break through and get the touchdown, and they lead it now as Porter puts it up and through the uprights. They lead it now by 14. It's now the Lions 21, and the Beavers 7 with 8.16 left to go in this third quarter. You want to advance your career through education, but you have a busy family and work schedule. Mount St. Joseph can help. The Mounts School of Business offers an MBA program on Saturday mornings where you can earn your master's degree in two years. Courses are led by faculty who are experts in their areas and taken one at a time, and the GMAT is not required for admission. Classes every Saturday can make a huge difference in your life and your career. Learn more about the Saturday MBA program. Visit msj.edu slash mba so the lions up now by two touchdowns 21 to 7 with 816 left to go in this third quarter of play from bluffton dave mitchell here with you on ultimate sports talk monday night is the ohio baseball weekly show and mark and i will be talking about the cleveland indians and the cincinnati reds whose season will end tomorrow at great american ballpark porter is going to Kick the football away up by two TDs. Low line drive kick that Sykes is going to let go into the end zone and through the end zone for the touchback. So Bluffton will get the ball first and ten from their own 20. Lions now lead it by two touchdowns. and See what Bluffton decides to do here. They'll get it at their 25, excuse me. As they come out onto the field with Gardner. Gardner... Not a very good possession last time. Now 6 of 13 in the game for 87 yards, two INTs. He's got Campbell right behind him. Now moves over to the left-hand side out of the pistol. Tied in left is Childs. Handoff goes to Campbell around the right side. Across the 25, out to the 26-yard line. 
just a gain of a of a yard. Bluffton has not been able to put together any consistent running game here today. That defensive line for the Lions has done an excellent job of getting penetration through the gaps of the offensive line of the Beavers. Aspicia comes out wide to the right-hand side. Phillips goes out wide left. Duncan slot left. Tight end left is Childs. And now Campbell moves from the left to the right-hand side. Childs is going to move in motion. And the handoff goes to Campbell. Now fake handoff, and he's going to throw it over the middle. Incomplete to Aspicia. Aspicia ran about 10 yards and cut it across the middle. And Gardner threw it about 20 yards up the field. So incomplete, brings up third down, nine yards to go. Bluffton just seems out of sorts right now at the beginning of this third quarter. They were down by only a touchdown at halftime. But now here in this third quarter in their two possessions, they have not done much with the football. Third and nine. Gardner will take the snap, drops straight back, looks down the middle. He's going to throw it over the middle. He's got a receiver, complete Aspicia. He's got it at the 49-yard line. They're going to mark now mark him at the 50. So it'll be a first down for the Beavers out to midfield. Nice. That was a very, very good play design. And Gardner threw the thing on a rope right up the field. He's now 6 of 14 in the ballgame completion-wise for... 110 yards. Gardner, hand off to Campbell. Campbell's going to be caught from behind and struggle forward for about a yard on the play. Spencer Kandra caught him from behind and brought him down after just a yard. Second down. Call it a long eight yards to go. Duncan, slot left. They've got Camden out wide to the left. And Aspicia comes out wide to the right-hand side. He's the only receiver out to this side. Dropping back, Gardner. Gardner's going to keep it himself. He's going to be hit behind the line and drop back in his own territory at the 48. Harden was the first man through. Then Bright came through, and Kandra ended it. So they'll put it right at the 49. Third down, 11 yards to go. Lions got right through penetrated that offensive line and that's one thing that they've done they've picked up the intensity along that D line here in the second half now some movement on the line for the Lions they're going to change around the positions and now get down into the set stance on third and 11 Bluffton from their own 49 yard line Lions with an umbrella coverage and now Bluffton Gardner just seemed to be a little confused looking at the defensive coverage of the Lions. Didn't know what to do, so he decided to take a timeout. 5.51 left to go in this third quarter. It's now Mount St. Joseph 21 and Bluffton 7. People just love the quality from effing good chicken tenders on 5102 Crookshank Road in Cincinnati. They use fresh chicken, and it's always hand-breaded with homemade sauces daily. And order the coleslaw. You won't regret it. Ordering out is easy at effing good chicken tenders. Order dinner on Facebook right now or call 451-3000. At effing good chicken tenders, order up a combo. Feed the family or your sudden drop-in guests. Effin' Good Chicken Tenders, located at 5102 Crookshank Road. Order at 451-3000. Effin' Good Chicken Tenders, real chicken, real fast, real good. So it'll be third down 11 for the Beavers as they take it 
at the 49-yard line in their own territory. Lions have sacked Gardner this afternoon four times. And they've given up just one to Tomlin. So Gardner on third and 11 from his own 49 moves Campbell off to the right. Receiver split on both sides. Gardner takes the snap. Here come the Lions on the blitz. Gardner is going to be hit as he throws up the field and over the head of his species incomplete. He had to get re- rid of it quickly, and he got hit as he threw, and Especia could never catch up to it. So it's punting time now for Bluffton. The Lions defense holds. And here comes that man again, Speakman, dropping back at about his own 30 to collect in this punt from Adam Duncan. And now... They're going to take Duncan out of the ball game. He's not going to punt it. It'll be Austin Hall. Hall is coming in to punt the football. He's from Piqua. 5'11", 230-pound punter coming into the ball game. Speakman back at about his own 15. Hall, man, had his knee down when he grabbed that ball. It was a bad snap. And the ball is going to hit at about the 20 and drop down to about the 19. Boy, I'd love to see that one on replay. He went down and grabbed that football, and it sure looked like he had a knee down before he ever grabbed it and then ended up punting it away, and the Lions will take it over first and 10 at their own 18-yard line after that punt. So the Lions will take it over first and 10 from their own 18. Heard about a high school game last night where the coaching staff for a high school team actually brought the video on their iPad out to the officials, and the officials changed their call. Not supposed to happen. (laughs) Tomlin hands it off right up the middle to Williamson, and Williamson takes it out across the 20, out to the 21-yard line. Boy, what a game Michael has had. That's a gain of three yards on the carry for the... Running back, Williamson now, nine carries, 93 yards. Second down, seven yards to go on the play. Williamson, the junior from New Richmond. He's moving in motion to the far side now, leaving a shotgun formation. Tomlin throws it out to the right-hand side, complete to Michoud. Michoud gets it out to the 25-yard line. He came up signaling for a first down, but he's about two yards short. So that'll bring up third down and three yards to go for the Lions. Ball resting at the 25, and Michoud is going to leave the ball game. Nick Murphy back in. Miner lines up tight end left. Glines is back in, by the way. He's slot right. And out wide right is Panky. To the left, Williamson of Tomlin. Tomlin on the near hash mark on third and three. Hand off to Williamson around the right side. Dives forward near the 25 to the 26. They're going to stop him. Shy of the first down by a couple of yards. And it will bring up fourth and two, so the Lions will punt the football away. Three and out. One of the few times this year the Lions have actually gone three and out. So Porter will come in and punt the football away. Jerry averaging 37.7 yards per kick. And on fourth and two... Back set to return is Morrison. And the kick is off, and it's going to be a fair catch called, and it will be. Morrison takes it in at the 39-yard line, so that's where Bluffton will start. 
With 3.40 left to go, we'll take a brief timeout. Your score, Mount St. Joseph 21 and the Beavers 7. Great food and a fun atmosphere. Join your old friends and new at Sunday's Pub on 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. The month of October marks the 10th anniversary for Sundays, and they're celebrating. On Mondays is server night. All domestic beers are $1.50. Stop in on Fridays before the game starting at 4 for free appetizers. And when the Bengals are on the road, join Sundays for a Bengals potluck party. See the Bengals on the big screens at Sundays. Your taste buds will water when you walk into Sunday's Pub. Sunday's Pub, 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. First down for the Beavers from their own 39-yard line. Humley Gardner, 7 of 16 in the ballgame, two interceptions, 110 yards. Boy, a lot of movement going on now. Leaving the ballgame is Corey Harden, and checking in is David Guck. Guck's gotten a lot of time to play over the past few games. and Evidently, there's some blood on the field. They brought the trainer out to pour some water over it. And now that has been accomplished, so now Bluffton will take it over first and 10 from their own 39. Boy, we've talked about it, but boy, what a great day this has been for football. About 61 degrees here and bright sunshine, not a cloud in sight. Just gorgeous for college football. Handoff goes to Campbell. Fake handoff. Now Plumlee is going to throw it over the middle. Incomplete. Nice play by Troy Speakman. Boy, he knocked the ball right out of the hands of the intended receiver, Camden. Camden has been basically their number one receiver in this game. He's a 6'1", 180-pound senior. Brings up second down, 10 yards to go. 21-7, the mount on top of it. At home next week for Manchester on homecoming. 130 with the kickoff for that one. Camden moves to the left of Gardner. Hand off to Camden on around the right tackle. He's going to take it across the 40 and... Out to the 45-yard line. I, I, anymore, to be honest with you, I don't know how they spot the football. <laughs> it certainly seems like every official anymore just gives you a yard extra anytime you're brought down. Brings up third down and about four yards to go after a six-yard gain by Campbell. Campbell. Sends Childs, the tight end, out to the right slot. Receivers out wide. Campbell drops back. Throws the ball over the middle. He's got a receiver. That's complete to Childs at the 46-yard line. Going to be a gain of close to nine, but a first down for the Beavers. Nice throw by Gardner and an even nicer catch by Childs to go down and take it up off the turf. Campbell back into the ball game. Duncan and Camden are out wide to the left-hand side. The only receiver out here to the right-hand side is a spaceship. Tight end left is Childs, who just made that catch. He's actually at a wing, but near the tight end position. And the handoff goes to Campbell. Campbell stop and go right up the middle across the 45 to the 40. Cuts to the near side, 35, across the 30, and knocked out of bounds inside the 30 near the 29-yard line. Boy, a nice run by Campbell. Gained 17 on that carry and a first down for the Beavers at the 29 of Mount St. Joseph. Campbell now 
16 carries in the ball game for 71 yards. Average of four yards a carry. He's had a pretty good ball game. Campbell now moves over to the left-hand side of Tomlin. Tomlin will take the snap. Hand off to Campbell right up the middle. Campbell inside the 30 to the 25. Keeps his legs moving inside the 25. And that run out of bounds at the 20-yard line. Check that. That is not Campbell. That is Sean Russell. Russell, the freshman out of Florida. Boy, he's using his best Earl Campbell impression. Picked up 13 on that carry and another first down for the Beavers. So this is turning into be a very important drive for both ball clubs. This can pull the Beavers within a touchdown. Russo moves over to the right-hand side of Gardner. He's going to get the handoff again. Inside the 20, fumble the football. Lions have got it. He coughed it up as he broke one tackle, and the Lions jumped on top of it at the 18-yard line. The recovery made by Zach Taylor. Just fell right on top of the football. So again, bend and don't break, and the Lions do that defensively, and they all come out to run the offense, and we'll be right back. It's Dave Timber at Jake Sweeney Jeep Tri-County. During Jeep Adventure Days, lease a new Cherokee for only $199 a month. Featuring our lifetime mechanical protection. $199, only at Jake Sweeney Jeep Tri-County. Tomlin, in the backfield, he has got Williamson in the backfield next to him on the left-hand side. Lions lead it 21-7. Tomlin play action. Throws it out to the right to complete to Nick Murphy. At the 25, spins forward to the 29 in the 30-yard line. He's got 11 on that reception and a first down for the Lions. Boy, the Lions really came up with a big fumble recovery. That's the fourth turnover of the day by Bluffton. Two interceptions, two fumbles. Pulled away by the Lions, and that's been the key to this ballgame. For Mount St. Joseph. Tomlin with Williamson to the right of him on first and ten from their own 30. Receivers out wide on both sides. Paul Miner tight end left. Fake handoff. Tomlin drops back. Looks over the middle. He's got a receiver. That's Murphy. Incomplete. Murphy, the ball was overthrown, but he came up looking for a flag, and it could have been could have been a flag on Kazakowski. But the officials say it was uncatchable, so no pass interference penalty. Brings up second down, 10 yards to go, and Murphy, had he caught that, he might have been gone. Panky is out wide to the right-hand side. Glines, who we told you earlier, is back into the ball game, slot right. Murphy out wide left. If you're wondering where Roberts is and Cooper Earls, Earls was tossed in the first half. Grayson out of the ball game. Around the left-hand side comes Williamson. Flag on the play. They're going to call a hold, I believe, against Paul Miner. Williamson, that would have given him 100 yards for the game as he picked up seven. But the penalty called against the Lions. So holding called against Paul Miner. And it brings up second down. Takes it back to the 20-yard line as it's a spot foul. And it brings up second down and call it 20 yards to go. Lions have seen worse this year and picked up a first down out of it. We've seen it. Williamson to the left. 
of Tomlin. Ball in the near hash mark. Trips out to the far side. Tomlin audibleizing at the line, talking to his receivers, drops back, looks over the middle. He's going to throw it on a fade up the middle, complete to Glines, and Glines is going to be hammered down at the 50, and they're going to call a targeting penalty against Bluffton. Glines got hammered as soon as he caught the ball right down the middle, and they're going to call a targeting penalty against the Bluffton Beavers. But Glines is still down on one knee, at about the 45 after catching that pass. Glines, one of the leading receivers in the nation, and they're asking him right now what county he's in, what state he's in, and what city he may be in. So Glines is up, and I think he's all right. He's going to be walking off the... That's what they call. And they're going to disqualify him immediately. They don't have the replay here. That's the problem with that rule, the replay on Division Two or Division Three. At Division One, they go ahead and they replay it to see if there was any intent with it, and then they decide upon the ejection. But at Division Two and Division Three, they don't have the replay, and so they just immediately eject the player. And I think that was number 33, Dylan Schaefer. They got ejected on the play. So the 15-yard penalty takes it down to the 34-yard line of Bluffton. We've got 10 seconds to go, and I think the Lions just may be content to let this thing run itself out at the end of the third quarter. Paul Miner comes over, shifts over from the right side to the left side, and that'll do it for the end of three. So we've played three quarters. They're going to let him get the playoff. Tomlin is going to be hit and sack ball fumbled. That, ne- that play never should have happened. The clock had expired and three seconds, three or four seconds actually went by and the officials, nobody knew that the quarter was over. Tomlin coughed up the football and I think Bluffton came up with the fumble. Matter of fact, the side judge threw a flag. A sideline warning against Bluffton, but all the coach was doing for Bluffton was letting the officials know the clock had run out. So a strange way to end the third quarter, but we are at the end of the third quarter, and Tyler Hopperton is really upset now on the far side with the head referee. Your score at the end of three and a confusing end of period number three, Mount St. Joseph 21 Bluffton 7. Life should be enjoyed. So get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Well, on a play that should have never happened, the Lions turn over the football on, or they get the football back, excuse me, but a play that never should have happened. They lost four on the play because the third quarter had expired and the officials never caught it. Lions went ahead and snapped the ball, fumbled it. Lions ended up getting the football back. 
and both coaches have had long discussions with the officiating crew during that third quarter timeout. The officials thought they were going to get a water break at the end of three. They were sorely mistaken. So the Lions will be going from left to right across your computer screen to start this fourth quarter of play up 21-7. to Tomlin is going to throw it out to the right side, complete to Panky. Panky gets a block by Glines, takes it down to the 35-yard line. He's going to get the four yards back, plus one, and it will bring up third down and call it a long ten yards to go. Mishu back into the ball game. He's out wide left with Murphy and Glines. Wide right is Panky. Third down, ten. Ball at the 35 on the near side. Williamson three yards shy of 100 yards rushing today. And he's off to the right of Tomlin. He'll take the snap. Tomlin throws it out on the right-hand side to Williamson. Cuts it back to the inside across the 35 and down to the 32-yard line. That'll bring up fourth down. Call it eight yards to go after a three-yard scamper by Williamson. And it will... Let's see what the Lions decide to do. Jerry Porter 0 for 2 from in field goals right now. And are they going to bring him back in? Yep, they're going to bring him in. Either that or he's going to punt it. He is the punter, remember, and I think that's what he's going to do. He's going to, They're going to try to pooch punt it here. Play clock down to 10, and Porter just getting into his punting situation. Play clock down to 5. They may take the penalty. Nope, they're going to go ahead and run the play. Porter gets it off. Gets a high punt off, and it'll hit at the 10, take a Bluffton bounce, and go out of bounds at the 12-yard line. Nice job by Jerry Porter to pin Bluffton deep in their own territory. 13-24 left to go in the ballgame. It's 21-7, Mount St. Joseph over Bluffton. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community, open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Gardner on the play action is going to throw the ball deep up the field, trying to get the ball to Camden, and he overthrew him by a few yards incomplete. So it brings up second and ten for the Beavers from their own 12-yard line. Around the conference, Hanover leading Anderson at the half, 34-8. to Rose Holman and Franklin with 11.47 to go in the ball game, tied at 27, and Manchester on homecoming. Destroying Earlham, 62 to nothing, 6.44 remaining to go in that one. Gardner on second down, 10 yards to go from his own 12. Moves Campbell to the right, 21-7, Lions lead it. Fake handoff, Gardner, he's going to throw the ball deep up the right-hand side. He's got a receiver incomplete. He had Camden, Speakman had slipped and fell down, and Camden was wide open, and Gardner missed him by about 10 yards. He was gone. But Gardner just overthrew him. And it brings up third down. For the Beavers from their own 12-yard line. And the Lions come back in with their nickel defense. 
Heilman goes out wide to the right. He's back into the ball game. Coming out wide to the left for the Beavers is Espicia and Camden. Gardner's going to take the snap out of the pistol. Steps up into the pocket. Rolls out to the right. Throws it over the middle. Complete to Espicia. Espicia is near a first down, and I think he's got it at the 24-yard line. And he does. Gain of 11 on the reception and a first down for the Beavers. So their drive continues right out to the 25-yard line. Clock continues to run. 13 minutes to go in the ballgame. Lions are at home for Manchester next Saturday back at Schuler Field after a two-week getaway. Receivers out wide on both sides. Dropping back is Gardner, and Gardner's going to keep it himself right up the middle, and he's going to be horse-collared and brought down at the 25, and the officials will call the penalty. It was either a horse-collar or a face mask, but he got his head twisted around, and let's see what the penalty call will be as the officials again will talk it over. Now decide to announce it to the crowd. And it will be the personal foul kind face mask. So they'll mark 15 yards from the spot of the foul. And it will take it out to the 40-yard line. So it's first and 10 for the Beavers at their own 40-yard line. Clock stopped at 12.39 remaining. This has been one of those games that the Lions, they can get away with this thing with a win. You may just want to burn the game film because the penalties have just been atrocious. Campbell moves off to the left of Gardner. Receivers out wide. Fake handoff to Gardner. Gardner is going to throw it over the middle. Complete on the play and a nice tackle by Troy Speakman. At the 49-yard line, 48-yard line in Mount St. Joseph territory. 14 yards on the reception and a first down for the Beavers. But, boy, did the Lions really smack him as he caught the football. Going out wide to the right is D'Angelo Woods into the ballgame from Elida, Ohio, a sophomore. Woods lines up now in the slot. To the left is Campbell. Gardner is going to pitch it off to Campbell around the left side, inside the 50, down to the 45-yard line. Be a gain of three on the play. And second down seven coming up for the Beavers. Lions leading at 21-7. Clock under 11.35 left in this ball game. Campbell now moves from behind Gardner to the left of him out of the pistol. Receivers split on both sides. Gardner's going to drop straight back. Look over the middle. Good protection. Throws it out to the right. Incomplete to Childs. He tried to make a sliding catch near the 35 but couldn't come up with it. And that'll bring up third down. Seven yards to go. Lions again come in with their nickel package as they'll take Logan Bright off the field. This one has been one of the uglier games that the Lions have played this year. Offensively, defensively, special teams, not been one for the ages, but they lead it by two touchdowns, 21-7. to Third down, seven yards to go from the Lions, 45 for the Beavers. Gardner will drop straight back. 
Not much of a rush. Throws it over the middle. Complete on the play to Woods. Woods has it at the 35-yard line. D'Angelo Woods with a nice crossing pattern. And he picked up 11 on the play and a first down for the Beavers at the Lions 35. Boy, a touchdown here by the Beavers, and this thing is not over. 11.05 and running left to go in this ball game. Campbell again looks over to the sideline for the play call now. Gardner looks with him. Gardner moves him over to the left-hand side. Play action. Gardner's going to throw it over the middle. Incomplete. Tried to get it to Woods, and immediately after he threw the ball, he was shoved to the ground. No call, but brings up second down, 10 yards to go for the Lions on defense. 10-51 remaining in the ballgame. It's a 21-7 Mount St. Joseph lead, looking to go 3-0 in the Heartland Conference. Franklin and Rose Holman tied at 21. Boy, a win by Rose Holman today would certainly help the Lions if they could hang on and win today. Gardner is going to keep it himself around the left-hand side. Inside the 35 to the 30, skips back to the outside across the 25, down to the 22-yard line. That's going to be a 13-yard scamper for Gardner and another first down for the Beavers. You can see why he's the quarterback for this team. They've got all the confidence in the world for him. He's a better runner than he is passer, by far. Moves Campbell off to the left-hand side. Gardner looking over the defense with 10.25 remaining to go. Lions showing blitz from the safety position. Here they come. Dropping back is Gardner. He'll roll out to the left. Now cut it up the middle. He's going to be hit and dropped at about the 19-yard line. He kept it. Game three on the play. Did a nice job of evading the blitz, but... Couldn't get away from Peyton Williams, who finally brought him down. Ten minutes left to go in the ballgame. It brings up second down and seven yards to go. Gardner again looking over to the sideline for the play. Aspicia wide right. Camden is wide left. Gardner, press coverage by the... Lions, they pitch it back out to Woods on the end around. Woods to the 20 to the 15, pushed out of bounds inside the 15 at the 13 yard line. So they tried the end around and it worked. He's close to a first down. We may see our first measurement of the year. We, we might see our first measurement of the year. Let's see. They haven't signaled first down, they haven't signaled anything. Now they're going to give him the first down. It was that close that they all had to look at it, study it, everything, and they're not even going to bring the sticks into measure. I'm telling you, there's got to be something that the officials have decided no measurements this year whatsoever. First down 10 from the 13. Gardner, hand off to Campbell. Campbell inside the 10 to the 5 into the end zone touchdown. Fumble! Did he fumble it before he crossed the goal line? What are they saying? Yes, he did! The Lions got it! Boy, oh boy, that's another one for the replay booth. Campbell, the side judge said it was a fumble, and the Lions jumped on top of it, and they'll get it. They're going to call it a touchback. Holy cow. That one is one for the replay booth. Let me tell you. (laughs) Oh, 
boy. So the Lions get the football after the touchback, still leading it by two TDs, 21-7, to and that may have broken the Beavers' backs. They'll take it over first and 10 at their own 20 with 9.05 remaining. Wow. What a call. I really thought that was a touchdown. But nonetheless, Lions got it. Dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin's going to throw it out to the right side. The near side's complete to Panky at the 32. Across the 35, out to the 40. And he's going to take it out to the 43-yard line. 23 yards on the reception. And a first down for the Lions. That play call there was the epitome of Ben, but don't break for the Lions defense. And they still lead it by two TDs with 8.44 remaining in the ballgame. Tomlin has got Williamson in the backfield with him. Williamson, at last check, just needed three yards to pick up 100 in this ballgame. And you know he would love to have that. He's got 11 carries and 97 yards here today. And there he gets the handoff right up the middle. He's going to be stopped for about a yard gain out near the 44-yard line. They'll give him a yard, so he's two yards shy of 100. Lions have done a great job. Williamson, 98 yards on the ground. Newman, 26. Tomey has had just three yards on two carries. Second down, nine yards to go for the Lions. And, of course, Chayton Tomlin, the master at milking the clock for as much as he can. Play clock down to 15. Receivers out wide on both sides. Nick Murphy out wide to the right. Lions just now taking their set positions along the offensive line. Tomlin with 10 on the play clock. Takes a snap. Complete out to Panky across midfield. Down to the 47-yard line. That will be a gain of 10 on the reception and a first down for the Lions at the Bluffton 47. Now they'll put it at the 46. The official came in and moved it one yard further in. So the clock continues to run. Seven and a half remaining to go in this football game. First and ten for the Lions at the Bluffton 44. 46, excuse me. Receivers split on both sides. Panky out to the near side. Minor tight end right. Glines and Murphy out to the left-hand side. Hand off to Williamson. Williamson cuts it back to the right-hand side. Across the 40. Inside the 40. Down to the 36-yard line. And there's his 100-yard day. Williamson picks up 100 yards rushing on the day after a 7-yard gain. Make it about 8 yards on the on the day. And 13 carries on the day for 107 yards for Williamson in this contest. Brings up 2nd down and a yard to go. Williamson behind Tomlin. Now they bring Miner off just to the left of Tomlin. It's like an offset eye out of the pistol formation. Now Miner is going to move up closer to the line of scrimmage, more at a wing. Hand off to Williamson right up the middle. Williamson is going to be shut down right at the 36-yard line. He's going to be close to the first down after a yard gain. And... That'll be a first down. No measurement. They just... The officials in today's game have the best eyesight of anybody in America. There have been no measurements this year. And I mean none. 
There have been no measurements that I have seen in high school or college. Matter of fact, I was told this morning on the phone at a high school game in central Ohio last night. We'll tell you about it after this play. Tomlin on first and ten from the 36, steps up in the pocket, rolls out to the right. He's going to tuck it under and be brought down at the 37-yard line. Second sack of the day, and it's Isaac Zikafus who got it. Zikafus picks up the sack. That's his fifth sack of the season, by the way. Loss of three, second down, and 12 yards to go for the Lions. Back to their own Back at the Bluffton 37-yard line. I was told last night that someone finally saw a measurement at a high school game last night. It was requested by one of the coaching staffs, but they didn't bring the sticks all the way out. They just brought them to the hash marks. Interesting. (laughs) So Tomlin hands it off up the middle to Williamson. Williamson inside the 35, spins to his right, down to the 32-yard line. That'll be a gain of five, and it'll bring up third down and seven yards to go for a Lion first down as the clock continues to move. And This is vintage Tomlin milking the clock for all it's worth. He is the best at it, without a doubt. Not only the best quarterback in the conference, but he understands the game and understands how to make that clock work for him. Third down, call it seven yards to go for the Lions. Play clock down to five, and Tomlin, still calm, cool, and collected, takes the snap. Looks over the middle. He's going to throw it deep into the end zone, and now throws it short to Glines. Glines at the 20, cuts back to the near side, and he may get to the 19-yard line. Nonetheless, he's got the first down after a 16-yard reception. Ball at the 19-yard line of Bluffton. The air may have been taken out of Bluffton's sails when they had that touchdown taken off the board by Campbell. Lions just taking their time. Tomlin looks at the play clock. He's got one behind him and one in front of him. and He knows exactly what the play is, what the clock is at. Down to four, down to three. Takes the snap hand off to Williamson. Williamson inside the 20, spins to his right, and he's going to be brought down at the 18-yard line. Be about a yard gain on the play. And third down for the Lions. Or check that second down for the Lions. Williamson took over the running back duties in the second quarter, and we have not seen Magnoli or Newman since. It's been all Michael Williamson. And he has been the workhorse here this afternoon. 16 carries, 115 yards. Williamson to the right of Tomlin. Clock down to two. Tomlin takes the snap, throws it out to the left. It is complete to Murphy. Murphy at the 15, puts his head down and struggles forward to the 12. Gain of seven on the reception. And it brings up third down and about two yards to go for a Lion first down. And they are deep inside Bluffton territory. Beavers really have to start thinking about maybe using their timeouts to conserve the clock as much as they can because Tomlin is just eating up all of it. 2.40 and running, left to go. Now Williamson is going to get a breather. He leaves the ball game. 
And in at the running back spot is Jaron Tunstall. Tunstall has come in a couple of times to play wide receiver out of Fisher, Indiana. Tomlin takes the snap, drops back, rolls out to the right, and he's going to throw the football away. Nobody was open, and Tomlin threw it past the line of scrimmage and out of bounds as he was hit and dropped down on top of by John Boyd the third. And the lines, the drive stalls, fourth and three. So they'll bring in Jerry Porter to attempt his third field goal of the day. This one they'll spot at the 19, so it will be a 29-yard attempt. Porter 0 for 2 so far. This one, a 19, a 29-yard attempt. This one, he approaches it, kicks it, and it is no good wide left. So there's 2.12 left to go in this ball game, and your score still remains Mount St. Joseph 21 and Bluffton 7. Every day of the week is a party at JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Start with Saturdays where JTAPS is your official stop for Mount St. Joe's football before and after the game. On Sunday is the NFL Sunday ticket. See a different game on every screen. And while you're there, check out the great service while enjoying all the different entrees on the JTAPS menu. It's wing night for Monday Night Football. Tuesday is boneless wing night. And Wednesday, stop by for gyro night. It's the place to be. Open every day at 11. JTAPS Sports Bar and Grill at 644. 41 Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. Well, Bluffton will go with the shotgun formation. Gardner throws it out onto the near side. Complete at the 30 to Campbell. And Campbell picks up the first down after a gain of about 12. Bluffton down by two TDs. 21 to 7. Two minutes to go in the ballgame. Gardner drops straight back out of the shotgun. Going to roll out to the left. Cuts it up at the 30. And he's going to be pushed out of bounds at the 33. Julius Fisher knocked him out of bounds at the 33. So the clock stops with a minute 54 remaining in the ball game. Lions right now, if this holds, will move to 3-0 and in the Heartland Conference. Trips out to the far side for the Beavers. They've got an empty backfield shotgun formation. Two receivers to the near side. Gardner on second down eight from the 32. Takes the snap. Drops back. Looks up the middle. Now cuts it off to the right-hand side. He's going to run with the football to the 35. Spins to the left. And he's going to be brought down at the 37. That's a gain of five. But they need bigger chunks than that if they hope to get a score and then get an onside kick and get the ball back. Ball out to the 39-yard line, okay. And it brings up third and one. Gardner looks to the right, now gets to the left, and it is complete and incomplete. Almost intercepted by Tyler Hanna, but good defensive position, and now brings up fourth down, and about a yard and a half for Bluffton. This is their last gasp with a minute 28 to go. They need to pick up at least a yard and a half to keep the football, and their hopes of winning this game alive. Lions have been thinking about this game for almost 365 days. They are a minute 28 from eliminating Bluffton out of their mind for at least a year. Dropping back is Gardner. Gardner is going to throw it out to the right. Incomplete to Campbell, and that'll do it. The Lions will 
take a knee and go home on the bus this afternoon victorious here today. They lead it 21-7, to but it has not been easy. This Bluffton team really put up a fight here today. And the Lions will take it over first and 10 at the Bluffton 39-yard line. And I would anticipate that they will just come out to the line of scrimmage and set up shop and take a knee. Bluffton's got two timeouts left, but down by two TDs. We'll see what they decide to do with a minute 24 left to go in the ballgame. Lions will get into victory formation, and they will just take the knee. Tomlin, under center. He'll take a step back, take a knee, and the clock will continue to run, and I think Bluffton is just going to be content to let it run out. As we're now down to a minute 10 to go. Lions will have to do this a couple more times. They may end up punting the football. Of course, Tomlin, he knows exactly what to do. The play clock right now down to 20. And the game clock right at a minute now. So they may have to do this just one more time, and that will end the ball game. Tomlin's going to drain this thing probably down to about a second, the way he does things. Now he gets under center, takes the snap, takes a knee, and let's see, that'll do it, yep, play clock at 40, game clock at 35, that'll do it, Lions won't even have to take another snap, and they will win it here this afternoon by a final score of 21-7 to over the Bluffton Beavers, but this one was not an easy game for the Lions, believe me. This was one of those games where you're just glad to get out of it with the W. The Lions now 4-1 and overall. They're 3-0 and in the Heartland Conference. Meanwhile, the Bluffton Beavers fall to 1-4 and overall, and they are 1-2 and in Heartland Conference play. I'm Dave Mitchell. We'll be back to wrap things up from Salzman Stadium, give you all the stat stories, the play calls, and everything else. We'll do that when we return after this. Ascent Safety Solutions focuses on preventing injuries before they happen. Ascent partners with employers to create a strong safety culture through ongoing safety evaluations, writing, and implementing safety policies and procedures, and OSHA-compliant training. Having challenges on the job site, Ascent provides job site inspections, along with temporary and full-time on-site safety staffing across the nation. Ascent Safety Solutions. Together, we can improve lives and reduce claim costs at the same time. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. Everyone loves pizza. But when people who love to serve their family recipes come together with people who really love to enjoy them, that's when the magic happens. That's the recipe for happy. Now, who's hungry? La Rosa's Family Pizzeria. The recipe for happy. Order La Rosa's Pizza now at 347-1111. So the Lions win it here this afternoon by a final score of 21-7. to And it was really the Michael Williamson show. Not the Chayton Tomlin show, which many people may have anticipated here today. Michael Williamson had a big afternoon running the football, and they depended upon him, especially in the fourth quarter of play. Williamson, 16 carries, 115 yards, an average of 7 yards per carry. He did not have any touchdowns today, but 
Boy, did he handle the mail for the Lions this afternoon. Chayton Tomlin on the afternoon got better as the game went along, but still he was 25 of 39. Many quarterbacks in the league would love to have that kind of a completion percentage. 254 yards, had three touchdown passes and one interception on the afternoon. Chase Pankey picked up the slack for Grayson Roberts and Cooper Earls, who was kicked out of the ballgame early. Pankey, seven catches in the contest, 73 yards and a touchdown. A.J. Glines, five catches this afternoon and a touchdown. And Nick Murphy, four catches this afternoon and a touchdown. Paul Miner added three catches. Earls, Colby Newman, Jaron Tunstall, and Mohil Mashu, along with Michael Williamson and Trevor Tomey, each had a catch in this afternoon's ballgame. Lions win it. 21 to 7. Back with more after this. Great food and a fun atmosphere. Join your old friends and new at Sunday's Pub on 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. The month of October marks the 10th anniversary for Sunday's, and they're celebrating. On Mondays is server night. All domestic beers are $1.50. Stop in on Fridays before the game starting at 4 for free appetizers. And when the Bengals are on the road, join Sunday's for a Bengals potluck party. See the Bengals on the big screens at Sunday's. Your taste buds will water when you walk into Sunday's Pub. Sunday's Pub, 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. It's Dave Timber at Jig Sweeney Chevrolet Tri-County. Find new roads with Malibu and save up to $5,000. Including our lifetime mechanical protection. We're leading the way at Jig Sweeney Chevrolet. It's not about where you were born. It's not about your gender. Or the color of your skin. Or whether you're rich, poor, or in the middle. No matter what you play, if you have the skill and drive to succeed in school and in sports, we'll provide the opportunity. Well, let's check out the scoring plays for this afternoon's ball game here from Saltzman Stadium. And it not much to go over, just four touchdowns today. And it started all early in the second quarter of action when Nick Murphy caught a seven-yard pass from Chayton Tomlin with 14.03 to go in the first half of action. The extra point by Jerry Porter was good, and the Lions led it 7 to nothing. The Lions then came back with another six-yard pass to A.J. Glines with two minutes to go in the third quarter of action, or in the second quarter of action. And Tomlin with his second touchdown pass of the afternoon. Lions led it 14 to nothing after Jerry Porter added the extra point. Bluffton then came back with 17 seconds left to go in the first half. Drake Campbell ran it in from two yards out. And the Lions halftime lead was only a touchdown, 14 to seven. And then the, to end the game with 8.16 to go in the third quarter, Mount St. Joseph got a five yard touchdown pass from Chase Pankey. From Chayton Tomlin, Jerry Porter added the extra point, and Mount St. Joseph had a 21-7 lead late in the ballgame. Now, Drake Campbell, it appeared, had scored a touchdown for Bluffton late in the ballgame that would have drawn them to within a touchdown, but the officials said he fumbled the football before he crossed the goal line. They gave the ball back to the Lions on the touchback, and that effectively ended the ballgame. Lions win at 21 to 7. Rose Holman with just a minute to go in the ball game has taken the lead over Franklin 39 to 34. That would be a huge 
win for Rose Holman and a big, big boost to the Lions' chances of winning the Heartland Conference Championship. Elsewhere around the conference, Hanover is beating up on Anderson 34-8, to and Manchester blanked Earlham this afternoon, sending the Quakers to their 48th consecutive loss, 69 to nothing this afternoon. We'll try to bring you a final on Rose Holman and Franklin and wrap things up here from Saltzman Stadium. We'll do that when we come back to Saltzman Stadium right after this timeout. 